Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's August 23, 2023. I am Joel Pearl. No, I'm not here to give you a fat lip. I'm here to deliver you some motivation from this hell song known as Fight Clover Book. Actually, it's not really a hell song. I kind of like it here. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. I'm just trying to fit in all the all the references I can. That's uh, what happens when you got low self-esteem, Jeremy. <laughs> that was good. You're, you're on a roll. You're cooking here with the, the song references this morning, Joel Pearl. If there's one thing I know, it's... I'm not going to say mediocre. I was a very popular, like, pop punk of the early 2000s. And in the 90s, if we're talking The Offspring. That I got in spades. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yes, you are all to blame. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah, welcome. We're in the weeds. We're we're here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern until noon eastern it's about to say pacific for some reason i don't know why i'm changing time zones all of a sudden that would be weird uh as always we have our guests joining us throughout the show uh charlie from WrestlePurist is going to join us around 11 a.m eastern she's going to be talking about all in and the rev pro show at the copper box we're going to be previewing a little bit of what's going on in the uk this weekend i don't think there's much really happening just just kind of chatting i guess and uh someone's going to hack the stream around 10 10 as always and uh jeremy lambert's here how you doing jeremy was it as always like oh you know they, they always hack the stream it's been a while since they've hacked the stream i've missed this person hacking the stream so well, i asked they delivered oh all right so oh. they had a scoop for us too i feel like they've uh, they've tweeted their scoop already but maybe they said there was more than one scoop uh, oh in the weeds has more than one royal scoop is that yes. what we're doing yes here? exactly we're all covering right. it from a to z hey you get what i did there uh-huh. that was good that was good uh safe travels to all in maggie i uh, hope you have fun this weekend hope uh hope all the pals who are going to london this weekend have a have a good old time have a good old time yeah kick there. sean ross sap in the shin for you for us always yeah always do that maggie specifically if you're going and you don't know sean like at all you've never interacted with him no don't, don't kick do him there. still do it just, everyone should kick sean in the shin that's what should happen joel joel jeremy i know i say on this show a lot of times i'm very tired i'm very tired <laughs> so it's uh, no one cares about wrestling right we don't talk about wrestling on oh, this i want to talk about what you did last night yeah, I'm, yeah. Tired. I'm excited to talk about this <laughs> no one cares about wrestling on this show so uh, I took the wife. This was her her birthday gift from me. Her birthday was in March, but you know the concert wasn't until the end of August. Um, and and so this was the a, the, the birthday gift. Went to some forty one simple plan and an offspring. Very excited. She's a big off offspring fan. I like uh, some forty one. Like we both 
enjoy Simple Plan, but first of all, I didn't realize how many like songs of Simple Plan that I knew and recognized. Like, oh, this is them. All right, she's here. I'm very excited. Okay. Do you want to do you want to give commentary on you don't have to you're an anonymous face even though like your pictures on the internet. Uh, do some do some off-air commentary if you would yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to your voice, baby? Oh, oh my god, is she going to Ah! Look. Big look deal. Here. Oh the... my I blew my voice screaming bad habit. The <laughs> She has the first the first ever live appearance of the wife mm-hmm. on a on a, on a Jeremy Lambert run <laughs> show. I guess we'll, we'll call it. Yeah. Yes, her voice got shot from from Bad Habit on Offspring. Uh, her voice, you're screaming all the Offspring I songs. Was, but I could physically feel it go. Yeah. On Bad Habit because I have the song. Yes. So, but yeah, I could literally feel it go at that point. I got her to jump. Joel Pearl. That was a bad idea. Yeah. Mrs. Joel Pearl understands why that's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Simple Plan has a song called Jump, which I didn't realize. And they, oh, they, they wanted everybody they wanted everybody to jump. And I, I talked her into jumping on I that song. Jumping. I've been to punk concerts before. It's now I'm in a different stage of life where jumping is bad. I tried to get her to go into the pit. I started my own pit with her. I was just kind of like bumping into her during some 41. Were you guys slam dancing? Was that so? Yeah. Do you want to do some of that? See, I was trying to, I gave her a nice like shoulder bump and she gave me a glare that uh, basically told me to stop that immediately. And, and I listened. So I did I not go any further. I didn't go in the pit 20 years ago. You're not getting me in the pit now. Yeah. They, they had, so they had like the actual pit at the front of the stage and then we were up on the lawn and there's like a concourse area. Some people just started a pit on the concourse area, which looked like oh, yeah. mayhem out there. People had their shirts off and were just bumping around, throwing, throwing fists and everything. That's what they look like. Ah, that, that looked like absolute craze out there in the, the some 41 pit. Did, did any of y'all like used to get in the pit when you were younger? She she said you've never been in a pit, have you, baby? Not willingly, and yeah. I get out of it as soon as I can. Yeah. Look, can you, look, I'm not going to last in a pit. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I, I used to be front of the guardrail with the camera. That used to be my gimmick. Oh, see, I I didn't go to enough like rock concerts you know that's not my style at all joel pearl rock concerts that's that's not me so i didn't go to enough taylor swift doesn't have a pit Mm -hmm. as far as i know you you know i mean she could what's up i i can try to start a pit at taylor swift i feel like it it was just everybody go around like hugging everybody (laughs) and or just being like really sad depending on what song she's singing just like let's let's share our tears in the pit do you think do you think i can get andrew's area (laughs) Oh, Andrew Zarian, have you been in? In wait, nice job bringing him on right as he coughs. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> have you have you been in a pit, Andrew Zarian? Um, no, but I've been close to one. That doesn't count. Close only counts. In I, I've been close. I, I I saw what was going on, and I and I and it wasn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was at I think it was at, at Jones Beach at this functional family picnic. I think Disturbed was performing. And... Oh, Disturbed. Disturbed's wow. coming yeah. here. We should go to Disturbed and just get in the pit, baby. I've gotten kicked in the face by a band member jumping into the crowd. <laughs> uh, she's Wait. been kicked in the face by a band member jumping into the crowd. Oh, yeah. Now, that's that's inevitable. Yeah. 
Yeah, that doesn't sound very fun, love. Yeah. Hi, Andrew Zarian. Good to see you again, buddy. Hello. Welcome back. Hello, Joel. Hello, Hello. Jeremy. Hello. So uh, you're you're dropping scoops, are you? Uh, A little bit. A couple today. I'm going to drop a couple today. Oh, my goodness. Well, the first one is the uh, the pre-buys for All In. Mm Mm-hmm. What's uh... over over ninety thousand domestic? I think that's fantastic. That's the high. I think that's their highest number ever. But I can't. I, I, I'm not too sure. Pre, but the, yeah, specifically pre buy domestic. We don't want people getting the two hundred five from all out twenty twenty one. Getting them confused. That, with that. that the two hundred five was a combined number, right? I believe so. And I think it was like it was like a hundred and like 60,000 domestic. And then the rest was it. I, I can't remember how the breakdown worked. Brandon, Brandon Thurston, the numbers guy, he's the one that would know. Yeah. And he'd get a follow-up too. in, in any presser you ask him about. <laughs> well, I, I, I heard that hysterical question to Tony and his follow-up to Tony uh, yesterday about how he's, con- if there's going to be an audit and Tony's response of <laughs> what would WWE do? And he said they would count the ushers and ticket takers. I I, re- I respect that Thurston gave like a legit answer of like you know they'd count the ushers and the ticket take uh, the ticket takers and the security and all that stuff and you know, if I Thurston's a professional I would have just been like they'd they'd probably just lie <laughs> and Thurston's you know, the best he really yeah. is uh, remarkable at the the breakdown of the numbers I talk to him regularly and it, it's actually interesting how like the last couple of years, like between Brandon Thurston and like Russell ticks, you know, these were numbers that were really were gate kept for a long, long time. You had to wait, you know, till a newsletter put it out or, or you got an official statement from the company. Now it's, you know, it, it's actually fascinating to me because I love the number stuff. You know, that's, that's my thing. I like the business end of this. That's how Mookie, I mean, just got started in AEW because it was Mookie yeah. and Thurston on WrestleNomics. Yeah. And Tony was like, I need a numbers guy. I need a spreadsheet guy. And Mookie had been keeping track of that for so long that he ended up in, at AEW as one of the first hires. Yeah, I, I think this is interesting. I mean, AEW right now, this this show... I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not loving the card, but I also understand it's, it's a setup show for All Out, you know, and the timing of everything kind of affected how they're presenting it. But I mean, the fact that you know they put in, they're going to have over eighty-two thousand people in that building. You know, the walk-ups are probably going to be astronomical. I know that they've invested a ton of money in local marketing, like a, like an insane amount of local marketing has been going on there. Um, and I think it's helping because you're seeing how the tickets are shifting and there's about a hundred and something tickets moving a day. That was the trend, but now it's going to probably accelerate the next couple of days. And they sold these without any, you know, with no match announcements. Uh, the, the buys are coming in with, you know, no match announcements pretty much. This wasn't all from last week. I, I think it's, it's, it's fascinating because it's a gigantic show, but I'm concerned about the, the, the momentum. Will they keep it up after this? I mean, the way that, dynamite and collision occurred this past week and with the news that tony said there will be more changes coming to the all-in card i yeah I'm, I'm a bit on the fence myself when it comes to the hype for the show now the big question is and whatever the show becomes is it going to be living up to the hype you know you've got all those people there that's great now the big question is going to be will those you know eighty thousand people plus not, as of right now ninety thousand people watching at home will they be as invested and entertained as 
you know, you one would hope. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how, uh, I, I have to say collision. I, I enjoy so much more, even with the squash matches. I, it doesn't bother me. It's a faster paced show. This, this change over the last two weeks with dynamite, you know, one week they had to jam everything in the other week, you know, it was a little bit of fluff and storytelling, but I don't know if the balance is working because last week's dynamite was insane to me. I, I thought it was a, it was, I was on an edible dream watching <laughs> An uh, edible, impact from 2011. An edible would have been good for that show because it slow everything down a little. No, bit. no, no. It was a delusional. It was an, It was that you know when you take a little too many, and then now you enter the nightmare zone. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> you got to be watching it in your tub while you're doing it. Yeah. I did two weeks ago. I watched it in my tub. It's the most enjoyable uh, of watching. So uh, I don't know. I, I'm excited to watch it, man. One o'clock in the afternoon. Who's you know that that that's right up my alley on a Sunday. But I, I, I think it's going to be a great show. How could it not be? Is it going to be an A show? Probably. You know, those guys are all fantastic wrestlers. If 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 they do everything the right the right way, yeah. and we still have more match announcements, right? There's only eight for the main card and one on the pre-show. And I know that we're going to have the acclaimed and uh, House of Black. Is that going to be? Is that going to be all in, or is that going to be at all outs? Oh, that's a great question. Um, and you gotta, you gotta have the acclaimed in front of eighty thousand people. Are you can't. They were the hottest thing in the the company a year ago, and they're still super hot, super over. Like they gotta be in front of eighty thousand people. But they became that hottest thing. Not became, but their their biggest rise to prominence was in Chicago at All Out. Sure, but they Tony can loves using yeah. uh, his, his story. They can be- have they can have a match at All Out still. Like you gotta you gotta put your best acts on on all in and for the most part they have like but the acclaim certainly have to be on all in in some capacity yeah i mean i would imagine that they would have to be i think that crowd will go nuts for them um i know there's another bit of information with trios that i'm that i'm hanging on to for later i think i told joel did i tell you no, I think we you can we tell got- Jeremy. Jeremy's a good boy. He can be on an in scoops. I, I think we're getting new trios belts. I'll say that. Yeah, we're getting new trios belts. Know, that's every that's every new trios champion gets new belts. That's just the thing yeah. now. Because the House of Black title yeah, yeah. were uh were the black and silver. Oh, the House of Black got new ones too, right? Yeah, it's like it's the thing. It's the gimmick. Everyone gets a new title. It's like the TNT title. Everyone just gets a new variation on the belt. Yeah, their their belts are their belts are spooky. They're they're silver and black instead of black and gold. That that's automatically spooky belts. Are you and I talking about a new AEW World Championship too? Because the new logo or just the freshened up AEW logo is on its way. Yeah, I, I was told it was coming. That there was a freshened up. It's it's like it's going to be the same, just a little revised with with the new logo. Right, they have that. Well, it's I, the I, X I can't. To it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, there you go. That that's what they meant. Just spray paint it. <laughs> for the for those who who maybe don't pay the attention that we're talking about, it's the AW logo used to be like cracked and like it looked like it was forged out of cement and it was old and worn. Uh, and then they re-upped to this new one that's just a straight like it's just straight up AEW. There's no cracks in it or anything like that. The design is is fresher. It's cleaner. So we're we're expecting uh, yeah. to be updated. The ECW version of the AEW belt. That's what I call it. 
Yes, I see someone in the chat. Well, I saw someone saying, put a neck, a turtleneck on the TNT title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I don't know. Right, we'll see. Uh, are you guys excited for the show? Yes and no. So, so I'm going to be watching it admittedly later because Sunday is such a, a cluster for me. My family's going to be in town, so I'm going to be with them all Sunday afternoon. And then I have to go down to Rebel Nightclub in Toronto because Impact is running their resurgence show. And because I cover Impact for Fightful, I will be at the show doing my thing. So I have to watch all in like overnight or at night, basically after all the all the conversation is out of the way, which might make it better in some ways. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. Jeremy, what about you? I'm excited for it. It's it's going to be a very long and, and busy day for me. I, I'd probably be more excited if it was like the only wrestling show happening that day. But the fact that I have to watch that and then cover Impact and then cover NWA, it just my perspective changes a little bit um but i am excited for the show i do have a a personal thing going on that day as well that's going to take me away from the show for a little bit so it is wrestling wise that show on its own yes very excited my actual day with everything else going on in my life personally and professionally enthusiasm goes down a little bit it's an afternoon show. I can't wait. The only problem is I got to do Observer Live afterwards, so I can't get loaded in my backyard like I normally do for an afternoon show. No, I no, that's the only problem. You can. I love the afternoon shows, by the way. I wish it was on a Saturday. I want all pay-per-views to be just like a Saturday afternoon. I'd love wrestling so you much know, more I, if that was the case. I, I'm really curious about that, right? Like WWE, for example, they have the money anyway. They got your money. The PLE is paid for. It's bought for. Why, why does the show have to be at eight o'clock and go to midnight? I don't understand. Like, especially like a SummerSlam, right? Like the big four, you know, you're going to go along with these things. Why not start it at two o'clock in the afternoon? I'm, I'm for it. I'm completely for it. This is when, you know, when it's college football season, when it's uh, NFL football season, most of the games are on in the afternoon. I guess, you know, if you're, yeah. you know, we don't want to run against college football for, you know, however many months of the year but it's like okay people already got the money and stuff there's still stuff on saturday nights it's not like you're just running completely unopposed the big games are usually on saturday nights. yeah anyway i do like the wwe just a saturday even if it is eight to twelve like i much prefer the oh, saturday shows over the sunday shows sorry something oh a hundred percent so so uh, yeah the saturdays are great but also keep in mind like building a stadium at two in the afternoon in the middle of the like the family weekend is different from building a stadium at six o'clock at night going into an eight o'clock show. Like it's a lot easier. Do you think that? I do, do think you, that. Because uh, I'm going to tell you something. Almost every family that I know would be more willing to go to a wrestling show or any kind of sporting event at two in the afternoon than at eight o'clock at night. So I get but that. That could also be me. No, I, but I get that too because you know younger kids are not going to make it necessarily till midnight. People will duck out before the main event. But like also, it's just it's dealing with. I feel like traffic in the middle of that afternoon, depending where they are going to the stadium and all that. I think, I don't know. I just think the vibe is, is different when it's midday period when it's, you know, when it's midday here, but it's night where they're running, then obviously the vibe is fine. But yeah, it's just my feeling It's like an afternoon show feels like a house show experience. And that's not a bad thing. It's just not a, it's not a PLE thing or a pay-per-view thing. I guess it's not a PLE thing. I don't know. I I'm all, I'm all for changing it to be honest. Like, my like MG and Suncast, my team, my producers, they went to SummerSlam. They didn't leave that parking lot till like one forty-five in the morning. 
I believe it. <laughs> That's insane. You know, by the time you get home, it's like three o'clock in the morning and you're like, was it worth it? Yeah. When we left Vegas SummerSlam, it was uh, what? Nine o'clock because we were on the West Coast. That was great. But it took us another hour. Oh, my God. That was great. <laughs> then we had to yeah, that was fantastic. That, venue. <laughs> that was fantastic. And then we got all up the following week and we have no idea what's going on on that show. We had two matches announced for a pay-per-view that takes place in about 10 days. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, they're they're cooking in, in, in the United Center. In the United Center, you know. Yeah, I don't. Uh, know I, I, I'm sure WrestleTix has the the numbers on All Out, and I'm sure they'll they'll tick up big after All In. Um, but yeah, running back to back weeks, it's a it's a tricky thing, and the fact that you're basically not going to announce your top matches for that show until ba- basically less than a week before it happens uh, is a little. A little worrisome and playing playing with some fire there when it comes to wanting fans to attend. Like you're you're putting a lot of fans that are going to have to put a lot of trust into the promotion of like, oh, it's okay. They're going to give us the matches, the big matches because you ain't buying tickets if you're out of out of state yeah. and stuff. You got to fly and everything. Very tough to just buy tickets week before uh, and make these plans a week before to want to see this match. You're basically you have to go ahead purchase your tickets, purchase your hotel, purchase your travel and everything in the hopes that like, oh, we're going to get the match that, that we want to see. Are you guys going to All Out? No. I no. might go to Payback. No. Payback's like an hour and a half away from me. Uh, so I might go to Payback. See, I don't... Th- that pilgrimage that I know all these people make every year, they're not doing it this year. You know, last year I didn't make it to Chicago, but this year, I don't know anybody that's going. I think for me... It's the it's the long weekend. It's doing it on Labor Day every year just kind of negates me from even trying. It's like I know the flights are going to be expensive. I'm happier that they're running United Center because at least the stadium or at least the, the venue is in town. It's more accessible than running out in in Schaumburg or wherever they are for our, uh, for yeah. Dynamite. And and like again, I, I understand why they do it this round where they're doing Dynamite and Rampage there, but then they're running Collision at the United Center and the, and the pay-per-view. And like, that's cool. But like, I just, I would rather come back for Arthur Ashe because I know it's a midweek. The tickets are going to be inexpensive to fly in and out. And like, I can get yeah. anywhere in New York City. Are you are you coming to Arthur Ashe? Uh, I was looking at flights last come night. On. Like 250 come on. 250 Come on, do it. I could do it. It's middle of the week, kids in daycare. I don't know. I, yeah, we'll go nuts. We'll go nuts that Wednesday. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. We'll go bonkers. I'm telling you. I, I would love it if you showed up. That's what I'm afraid of. That's a fun day and everything. <laughs> yeah, listen, the Arthur, I mean, for me, Arthur Ashe is seven minutes away. <laughs> My train. <laughs> I, walk, I walk seven minutes to the train and then I get on it and I'm seven minutes less than that. It's like five minutes away from me. It's, it's unbelievable. I, the last time I was there, I, I went to the show. I left, I left at 9.30 and I was home and Denise was still on and I gave her a scoop about a title that's getting announced. I think it was a TBS title. It was uh, TBS when was it? Like two years ago. Yeah. And the show was still not over. <laughs> the show was still happening. People wild stuff. $440 plane ticket. To- Listen, I know what the prices are for tickets. I, I look at this shit all day. I'm saying $250 for a return to New York is okay. I can do it for $150 if I wait a little bit longer. That's all. Yeah. 
And yeah, and y'all y'all are going yeah, on the- a holiday. I'm going on a potentially Wednesday and coming back on a Friday morning. So who knows? Yeah, that, that I, I'm not a big fan of the holiday uh, holiday pay per views. Same thing with same thing with Vegas. I don't want to go to Vegas that weekend. Right, it's too that's, expensive. That's the other thing. I and I'll look up Vegas. Yeah. Like, man, I love I love visiting Vegas for a little bit, but I do not love the idea of spending more money on my ticket than I will on anything else. Well, like my my, my yeah. plane ticket than anything else in the entire Vegas trip. It's a little bonkers to me. I ain't flying to Hoffman Estates. Yeah. Someone tell me. I love it, dude. That brunch place was fantastic in Huffman Estates. I forgot the name of it. Oh my god, it was the best brunch I've ever had in my life. Where are we gonna go? <laughs> Jim Ross and, and and Hobbs were sitting down. I've never seen a man consume so much food in my life. They were right <laughs> next to me. It, it was the most bizarre thing. So <laughs> we're, we're oh, sitting oh, down. Oh, it's my oh, wife. Oh, it's rich. Yeah. Jr. or Hobbs was the one consuming. Oh, all the- I'm not gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to out them. Okay. I don't want to out them. We need pronouns, pal. So it was it was Hobbs, but it was like it was so comical. Like you know when like you see like the comically like gigantic dude with a stack of pancakes like the size of this high. That's literally what it was. I'm not even exaggerating it. I've never seen anything like that. And as we're leaving, here comes you know uh, like every gigantic wrestler in that company. I, I'm curious if like the brunch place knew what was going on. Darby Allen walks in for a takeout order. He has the makeup on. I was going to say, does Darby go like full makeup, just walking no. around? <laughs> just he's, like, he's like, oh, that emo kid is back. <laughs> <laughs> Better give him what he wants. We don't know what he's after. Yeah. yeah. Stings in the car, giving him cash. My dad told me to give you this, you know? <laughs> Bizarre. I mean, that was a fun trip. That was the best one. He asked for a pack of That was a blast. Do you still carry them? <laughs> Yeah, my dad wants a pack of Marble Lights. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, so what do you want? You want to you want to go to you want to go to London this weekend? What do you want to do? Want to go? Uh, no way! No way! I was invited. Uh, I had an opportunity to go. I, I, I'm not. I don't want to go to London. That's fair. If I was if I was given a ticket, a free ticket, I would consider heavily going. I'm not a fan of being in giant stadiums. I don't get the same wrestling experience. I feel like for me, I know for a lot of people, like being around so many people, it adds more to it. It takes away from it for me. Like, I don't want to be sitting in with 80,000 people with a seat that most likely I won't get to see everything. And I got to look at a screen the whole time. Like that, that's not pleasant for me. It's cool. Like when you get to see, you know, see everybody that you know, and like the social aspect of it is awesome. But like, I, I personally, I'm not a fan of being in giant stadiums. Yeah, so I get that. Zarian wants yeah, especially to... Giant Stadium. I don't love MetLife. <laughs> Zarian just wants the wants every company to run five thousand seat arenas for for the rest Beautiful. of existence. Beautiful. <laughs> Huffman Estates was great. I love that. The Garden I love because they take care of me over there. I get special treatment at the Garden. Yep. Uh, that that's that's awesome for me. But you give me like a small venue where like a vol would run. Laboom. It, uh, it was a Latin nightclub. I talk about it all the time. The best wrestling venue I've ever been to was Laboom on Northern Boulevard in Queens. There's like 350 people there. There's a bar. I get a, I get a six pack of Modellos and I just hammer them throughout the entire show. <laughs> yeah, stadiums got to wait in line and everything. You, you spend more time just waiting to do stuff than you actually get to Yuck, enjoy. You're around people. 
Yeah. You're around all these people and they're so, walking and they're talking yeah. and they're eating. <laughs> Can you believe that? Just enjoy this stuff people? from home. Just enjoy this stuff from home, everybody. Yeah. You don't need to actually go to these events. I, I'm going to show you something. My studio is a disaster, but I have a TV. I, it, oh, my dude, I'm going to show you this. It's disgusting. All right. Look oh, this. yeah, that's sexy. Terrible. Terrible. Um, I have a TV that goes on a little mobile stand and I take it outside to the yard. <laughs> that's my pay-per-view setup that's the way to do it honestly it, it's it's the way it's the way to do it people who go yeah. to stadiums i mean that we're, i'm kidding go go enjoy your experiences have your experiences everybody yeah. but you know there is something cathartic about just sitting on the couch and watching this stuff and being able to just yeah. get up and get your own piece of pizza without having to first pay 18 dollars for a slice of pizza and fight yeah. a bunch of fans for it and see, that's what's what the match you guys are looking forward to oh. for that show for um, all out. I mean, MJF and Cole is going to be a fun one. I, I'm I'm curious about Osprey and Jericho for a lot of different reasons. Uh, certainly, the announcement that he's going to be singing along to his own voice at Wembley Stadium is is interesting. So good for him. He can say, "My band, you know, played eighty thousand. Uh, yeah. yeah, what a worker Chris Jericho what is. He gets him the best. He, he gets himself a match against Will Ospreay, and then he gets him, <laughs> and then he gets his band booked as well for this. And Honestly, they're yeah. MVP. doing a UK tour. All, they're doing UK dates already, like this week. So like yeah. they're, they're doing the UK dates. He's gonna show up at Copper Box. He's go, like Jericho is going to show up at that Rev Pro show almost certainly, and that's gonna be you know gonna do the next day singing and playing king worker chris jericho i got no choice but to respect it i'm looking forward to Listen, stadium uh, this is something hogan could never do hogan no. couldn't even do that he couldn't get his he met him his you know his band metallica you remember he, he was in metallica that's right yeah, he couldn't even get metallica to perform in front of two hundred thousand people <laughs> that's because they were never invited to do the uh, the super bowl halftime show that's that's the ticket right there that's the one right there I'm looking That's forward to Stadium one. Stampede to just see how they do it in the actual stadium with people because the previous ones have the the one the second one had people but they filmed everything besides that and then they just all got to the ring. Now everything I don't know if they're filming stuff beforehand. I don't know if if that's how it's going to play out and it's going to work in the similar fashion or or how they're going to be able to pull this off. So I'm looking Buddy, forward to, to that, of just pulling that off. I don't care what they do. If they don't give me Eddie Kingston on a damn horse, like in <laughs> that video where they were talking about the oh stadium stampede drop on Fed Forever, if they don't give me Eddie on a horse, I quit. I'm turning off the show. I am boycott. I will be mad on the internet. I will. I, I think no. Eddie should drive one of those old, like, English cabs. <laughs> I was going to say double-decker bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like a double-decker bus. <laughs> I have like to, can I, I'm going to confess something. I, I think I've told Joel this. I absolutely hate the stadium stampede concept. We have discussed I hate, I hate it. It's not for me. I, you could love it. I, I, don't, I don't poo-poo on it. It is just, it's too much of a, of, of a car wreck for me. I like my, I like my wrestling in a ring. I don't like the outside stuff too much. Sometimes it works, and then I'll say like it works. But I I haven't seen one stadium stampede that I was like, wow, that was mind blowingly great. 
Wow, the first one? The first one, maybe because the first one was like pandemic and it was such a nice escape and it was so just, it was much needed. Uh, that was a bad week for, for wrestling. Um, longtime friend Larry Zonka like passed away that week and everything like that was just a bad week. And I feel like uh, the wrestling community lost another um, friend and yeah, that was a bad week. I really liked the first one, but again, the first one may have just been because like it was a, an experience that time. took your mind yeah. off of things as well with everything yeah. going on the pandemic and, and friends passing away. So I remember yeah. really enjoying the first one. I can't say I went back and watched like the second one or anything. I have watched the first one before. I understand the purpose of it. Like I understand why people like it. It's, it's an interesting gimmick, but like I, it's too much. It's too I much and it overexposes things for me. See, I, that's why I'm I'm very curious to see how they pull this one off because the second one, because so much of it was filmed and then, okay, you fight in the arena. I remember I didn't like fully enjoy the second one, especially compared to the first one. And I like Anarchy in the arena the past couple of years as well. I'm just, if they do like the taping of stuff and then it spills into the stadium, I just wonder how how they actually pull pull the whole thing off because then you got a stadium full of people just sitting there watching you know watch it and it's it's different than obviously um it's different than when they were at daily's place because they filmed it in the they actually had the full stadium they could utilize that was empty this is they don't have an empty stadium unless you film it before the day before and then it's like oh we're fighting in an empty stadium we leave and we come back and the stadium's full now like i i'm very curious to how they pull this off Okay. Unless they just do an anarchy in the arena, but it's more like an anarchy in the stadium and they're calling a stadium stampede. You know, that's yeah. also a possibility. Or hear me out. It actually starts at Buckingham Palace and then they fight. And they make it their way all the way there. Yes. They wow. fight on horseback. They fight in buggies. They fight in the double decker bus. They fight in every like imaginable yeah. UK stereotype. And it's a 47 minute drive to. So there you go. There's we, your match right there. Do we get an Austin Powers reference? Oh, you bet. The, everything Does somebody say I'm horny, baby, or whatever his line was? Wasn't that it? Jake Hager is going to be the one to say it. I love this. It's, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> He's not in the match, Joel. Not yet. There are changes coming to the card, Jeremy Lambert. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, can you believe that that was a thing? Austin Powers? People just walking around, crotch in the nineties. We would crotch chop and just say, "I'm horny, baby," or whatever the hell his line was. It used to be <laughs> better. It, it used, used to be better. Yeah, now, yeah. like saying it now, like at thirty nine, I'm like, yuck. <laughs> but back then, you know, it's like oh, it's the nineties. You just do those things. I don't know. In our line of work, it feels no, no. I'm not going to finish that sentence. I'm done. In our line of work, that those messages happen a lot, Joel. <laughs> Dude. We know a couple people that have sent those messages to people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, oh, dear. We don't need to talk about them anymore. Uh, yeah. no. Is he is he gone? Is he is he erased from from no. wrestling, or is he still around? They all are, or if not, they're working on shadow okay. on shadows. Mm. Stupid boy. Yeah, Stupid boy. <laughs> One of them just did a podcast. Thinks he's coming back. So okay, let's I will. Back. I will promise you, dude. I will promise you. Okay, there will. There is no messages like that from me to anybody very happy maybe to rich rich gets yeah. those very inappropriate messages it's an accurate yeah. statement. i send those to rich as that well. is a very accurate i need rich to know how i feel about him yeah yeah my, my big boy my big brother boy he is your big brother. 
<laughs> do I make you horny? That's what it was. Do I make you horny? <laughs> yes, Not I'm horny, baby. Do I make you horny? I guess that's a little bit better. Oh man. Uh, what was, and then of course, who throws a shoe? That one we use now because yeah. Tony Storm is throwing shoes at people after her. Yeah, party. fantastic. She's great. Oh man, she's great. Um, I'll, 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 I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I really I wanted to get both your opinions on this about Soraya. Soraya, Soraya, um, do you think she wins? No, I don't think so. No, I, I kind of think they keep it on Sheeta. It seems kind of quick to do a Sheeta title switch here, so I think they just keep it on Sheeta. I mean, I wouldn't be against a flip flop. You know, you give it to her, you give her that amazing moment. You know, she came moment? back. She was injured. Why, Why does she need it? She's a heel, and yeah, she's in her home country, but she's still a heel. Like I don't Joel, know she's doing. English in England, and Tony also is a heel, and she's like, I hate. She's not English. Sorry, she's 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 no. Her second home is the UK. She made her her prominence as a wrestler was came from her time yeah. in the UK, and I think she even has UK citizenship. Like, there's a whole thing. But anyway, Tony Storm is like, I hate the UK. The NHS is garbage, and they're just like, Well, don't come back. The same thing here. I'm looking at the chat. London will, will support Sheeta. I don't know. I I, I kind of think they will. You know, I think I think Soraya gets a lot of a lot of hate and uh, for for a number of reasons. But you know, I, I think the fact that she had this career-ending injury and she she went through this very traumatic couple of years, uh, I could see them doing something positive. And then I do agree with film. the statement. Division yeah. cannot. And my last. Hot potato in the belt. Yeah, my, the division can. Well, the division, the division is not that great right now. But that, that's the whole thing. You start hot potatoing that belt, and you have it on. Do you know? Is well I got to tell you something. Um, I I was watching Collision with Jess, and and I always love watching wrestling with my wife. First of all, because I'm like I'm like slowly gaslighting her to kind of like wrestling, right? Like that's <laughs> happening little by little because like it's like my my work, and like it's 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 just constantly floating. And now my kids love wrestling. And that's like totally changed everything. My daughter demands to watch Botchamania regularly. That's the true pro wrestling. Yes, it is. Okay. She yes. loves it. I, even, I, I messaged the dude. Uh, I was like, my daughter is such a big fan of yours. And he was like, I can't believe that. I'm like, and, and I have to like censor some of it, you know, like I got to watch it first and then skip through it. But I was watching the Willow match with Diamante. What a great smile on Willow. Right? Like, what a likable person. What a likable face. She's so happy and just positive, positivity just coming out of her. And my wife is like, oh, I really like her. I'm like, oh, I do too. And we watched that whole match. I'm like, you know what? There's something with her. They're doing something positive. Zarian dropping scoops that Willow Nightingale is likable. That's that's the biggest I'm, scoop. But, but to her... <laughs> But to her, like, well, to me, I know she's likable. But to my wife, she she was watching. She's like, I, I, I've never gotten that from a wrestler. And I was like, you, you know what? You're absolutely right. It's rare to get that much charisma and positivity from a wrestler. Oh, it's very infectious when, when Willow comes yeah. out and she's she's smiling. She's skipping to, to the ring and everything. Or, uh, and yeah, it, that's what everyone says about about Willow. And it is good that, you, you know, your wife is uh, seemingly someone who doesn't watch his wrestling regularly and it's picked up on immediately. And the fact that it is that immediately, it's like, wait, I, I could just tune in, see it. And I, I click with it instantly. 
that goes to speak to the the it factor of Willow Nightingale. Yeah, I I I, I think they they have a couple key you know gems in that division. I think they just need to get a little bit organized. Yeah, you know I, I think that's the key here. But but doing, you know the whole company working. They're doing little things, but it's. Yeah. There's a larger picture that definitely needs some some work, and we're going to be, I'm sure we're going to be talking about it going into All In and All Out, because again, Tony said, changes are coming again to the All In card, and you got a week until the show, and you're taping two shows tonight, three yeah. shows tonight, I guess, because uh, Rampage as well. No, they taped oh, Rampage, they Rampage of Collision. Okay, so they're, yeah. doing, so they're doing two yeah. shows tonight, but they're doing four hours of television. Wow. It's a lot of TV taping tonight. That's My last question to you guys. That's just like Ron. Who's in the coffin? Who's going to be in the coffin? Oh, like popping out of the coffin. Goldberg. He's going to headbutt himself right out of that place. Thank you, Joel. (laughs) You got the right answer. That would honestly (laughs) If they do that, I'll forgive everything about this show. Every single complaint that I've ever made about AEW in history, I will forgive it if Goldberg headbutts his way out of that coffin. It should be Jeff Jarrett. I, I... Oh, it should be Jeff Jarrett. But, he, but the way he gets out is with the guitar. <laughs> no, no, he just, he just pops up. He sits up Undertaker style and smashes the guitar, I assume, on like Darby. And that, sure. that's how okay, it could be. It could be, uh, it could be, um, uh, uh, my brain just stopped. Jesus Christ! Uh, they they could do a uh, 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 writer, right? Doesn't he? He does the Undertaker gimmick. Oh yeah, well he's doing Indiana Jones now. Yeah, I don't. I don't now know. he's Indiana. Well, he did Ghostbusters, right? He did Ghostbusters he did last Ghost weekend. Ghostbusters, yeah. Ghostbusters, yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic. Oh, it's Blue Kane. Right. Oh, Blue Kane is it there? You know what? This is so. Here's a serious answer. If you, if you want a serious answer, Anthony Agogo. Joining mogul affiliates, I wouldn't hate that if he's in in the coffin. Oh yeah, that'd be okay. nice. He's a UK boy. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. I don't appreciate your Grado. Could it be Grado? Oh, Grado would be fantastic, but he's got to do something with Jarrett instead. Jarrett has the coffin opens, the light shines. He does like a prayer. The crowd goes nuts. I think I think he has to do. I think Jared has to do a segment where he announces the the numbers for the and he, and he announces he announces some like inflated stupid number that everyone knows is fake, and then Grado comes out, gives the real number, and then gets blasted by the guitar. And Jared says, "No, my number is the right number. It's the better number." Love it. Love it. Love it. Look at that. All right, guys. Love you guys. This thank is always for, thank you for your returning. Appreciate. I'll be back again. I'm sure I'll be back again. I'm glad. I'm glad everything is good. Thank you, buddy. I'm glad everything's good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. It was it was a scary couple of weeks, but we're everything is seemingly fine right now. Good. Good to hear. Good to hear. Bye, boys. Bye, buddy. Miss you too. Andrew Zarian is always fantastic. He's yes, he's the best. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful man. I say that every every time he appears. But he's good looking, especially in person. You got to meet him in person, Jeremy. He's a good looking. I've never never met him in person. He always he he certainly puts uh, me. I don't want to go to Grand Slam. I don't want to go to New York. Certainly puts both of us to shame. Definitely me with with the the beard. Like it's all well kept. And everything, mine is just a mangled mess. Like I just, I got no time for it. I got to trim mine his, a little bit, but he's he's good. No, his is his is always nicely like nicely done. 
My, I got, I got a guy, I got a haircut this week. Cause I gotta do, I gotta be presentable. My, uh, my interviews from this past week at Greek town really, uh, really cemented the fact that I needed a haircut. So I'm going to get one this week. I don't uh, think I've had it. I don't think I've had a haircut in about five years. If I'm being honest. Oh, he's still here. We got to start. We got to stop talking nice about him. Oh, we got to bury him now. Oh, okay. He's the yeah. worst. Don't we just, <laughs> just sucks. Uh, oh, Lewis is too good for this show. Yeah. He's yeah. everybody's too good for this show. I don't know why anybody ever comes on the show. I mean, in 15 minutes, Charlie from Russell Pierce is going to be joining us too. Uh, we're not going to rehash too much of the conversation. I'm more interested in what's going on in the UK, what's going on with the show and the preparations and everything else that's happening. So we'll be talking to her soon. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, by the way, leave a thumbs up on the video if you haven't already and subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. Uh, a bunch of y'all sticking around, hanging out, watching with us. I always appreciate that. And you can donate a super chat. Any amount, get your question statement read on the air. Let's get a couple right now. Pro Wrestling Podcast, their pal says, I bought a ticket for Wembley and for the pay-per-view just to support. If you did it, bless you. If that's, if that's how you want to spend your money, by all means. I respect the commitment on that. Honestly, you know, double double dipping with the the ticket and up in those sales and the pay per view up in those sales. Every buy counts. That's right. Just like they say, every vote counts. Every buy will count, and I'm sure that they'll be talking about it for eons to come after the event as well. Chi Town Spurs sends another super chat saying, "I've had a lot of complaints about AEW's women's division, but I'm gonna be a real partisan for a moment and say nothing they've done is more egregious than what I watched on Monday Night Raw." Uh, specifically in the women's division, we can touch on it real quick because we have a few minutes. Uh, do we want to start with the Trish Stratus promo or do we want to go to the Rhea Ripley match against Candice LeRae? Uh, or there was also the women's tag match. Listen, if nothing else, at least I'm giving you three segments to talk about right off the bat. Short as they were, that part I don't love, but at least we had something going on. So Jeremy, where would you want to start if we're talking about those three women's division segments? I didn't think anything was that terrible from any of this. Like maybe like my memory is not good. Was I paying full attention to raw? Going to be honest. Uh, Monday was Monday was Monday. I, my memory's bad anyway, especially after the night I'm, I had, I'm pretty sure I, I don't smoke anymore, but with everything floating around there on the grass, I I'm sure I consumed some stuff. Um, I, I might fail a drug test if we if we had those after last night. Um, but I, the Trish promo was a little all over the place. Especially the crowd was uh, chanting things that they were they were chanting. Can I um, can I just can I um, kind of clear that up for a sec? Because they were chanting yeah. French and they were basically chanting "We don't give an f." They weren't chanting like "We don't care about this segment." It was "We don't give an f about you, Trish," because you were burying the city. And right. there were just, and there were a lot of people who were like, "Oh my God, they hate this segment." No, they they were putting the heat back on Trish, and that was just their way of doing it. So I just wanted to put that out there for anyone who may be getting confused by that. Okay, you know, I thought Trish handled it as best she she kind of could. It seemed like abrupt, like Becky's. Uh, after Becky got back on the mic, the ending seemed a little abrupt to set up the match with the uh, Zoe Stark. That was the my biggest thing. It was like, oh, that seemed like it just it got a, cut a little short. It felt like there was a little bit more there. Um, Rhea and Candice. Rhea's a dominant champion. Candice, I know people want more for Candice. I'm, I'm included in that, but let's be honest about her position on the card it it is what it is on this card uh you know she's really on television and when she is she loses and she lost quickly 
in this match. Again, you can want more for her. I would like more for her, but Rhea, Rhea is the story. Her being dominant is the story. I don't have an issue with the dominance in her reign. And then the the women's tag team title match, another short match. Could that have been longer? I would like for the the, the women's tag team titles to just be a little bit like longer, like the, these matches, because most of these matches are very short. And if you do want to establish it a bit more, you probably need longer matches than a minute and a half. Um, but that's that's largely just character work with Chelsea and Piper. This is not a let's go out there and have great matches division. And again, I understand if you want more for that division, and the fact that they've maybe got some st- stability with that division with Chelsea and Piper is a good thing. Uh, they're doing, even if it's like social media stuff, they're doing very good. They're just them two combined are very good. Like they play off of each other. Well, it's only been a couple weeks, but Chelsea's just great. And Piper's slotted right in there. I'm looking, I guess maybe I'm just looking at more the optimistic approach with this and just how they are, how they basically look at the division. And if you want more, if you want more with the wrestling, if you want longer matches, completely, completely understand that. I'm not trying to undermine that at all. Right now, their approach is we're focusing on when it comes to Chelsea and Piper. It's the characters more than the wrestling. So a minute and a half match doesn't really matter. And when it comes to Rhea, she's supposed to be dominant. So a a 90-second match is part of the character. That's that's what they're they're doing with this. And if you and if you want to talk about equality. Look at the Tazawa Miz stuff, which also wasn't all that great. And you know that, but that's the carrot. That's the what they're trying to portray with Miz. He's just he's this loser. Get excited for a match with LA Knight. At least the right people are winning these other matches. At least Chelsea and Piper didn't lose in ninety seconds like they've done in the past. So at least the champions are actually winning these matches. And also, you know, not, again, I understand the want to have more wrestling matches on tv raw has traditionally been a telling stories program the wrestling happens the wrestling is is secondary to the storytelling and that's just kind of how i felt it now granted a lot of people are starting to get a little frustrated with the repeat storytelling of it's just judgment day cody and sammy and uh, and ko now that is getting yeah it's getting a little tired and, and adding JD doesn't really do much for me, at least. Maybe it is for someone who loves Funko Pops, but like it's not my thing. But at the same time, I'm just like, I come into Raw every week being like, I'm expecting more stories and promos than I am good wrestling matches. It's the same thing with NXT every week. We have a super chat we'll get to in a minute about NXT. And like, yeah, they're mostly just, they're working three to five minute matches on a regular TV. When you get to these big specials, like they had Heat Wave last night. Yeah, you're working a little bit longer, but you have some stories interspersed. And you have the Parade of Champions promo like they do with uh, with Tiffany Stratton last night. But other than that, things are, it, it's pretty much the WWE standard has been for a long time. Like it doesn't, it doesn't get to me as much because I'm just so used to it at this point. And I know that down the line, I will see a longer match with the people that I'm trying to see longer matches with. Or I can, you know, go back and watch other ones or just find another promotion that, that does longer matches too. Like, I, I'm trying to downplay people's feelings. It's just kind of my, my, the way I approach it. I will say this, and I feel like we've sort of defended this a little bit. That doesn't mean that things could not be shifted around and, and it couldn't 
be better. Um, Chi-Town Spur says that it's a, this is how a match went longer than both combined. So this is where you can actually do better is did the Tozawa match, I don't even know how long it was. I'll, I'll look it up um, here in a second. The Tozawa match was seven minutes. It didn't need to be that long to just do that finish. You could have cut that the three, accomplished the same thing because Miz was losing and the winner and the loser did not matter in that match. It, the whole story was just Miz losing, ha, 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 here's LA Knight type of thing. You could have cut that the three and given those extra minutes to the women's uh, tag team match. So, yes, I agree. However, I will put this back. The It wasn't about the match being seven minutes. It was about LA Knight having a seven-minute commentary promo than anything else. That's, uh, that's really all they wanted to do was give LA Knight seven minutes behind a microphone while a match happened to be going on in the ring. Could they have done it with anyone else? Yeah, probably. But the LA, Knight could, LA Knight could have made his... LA Knight could have made his same points in three minutes. I'm sure of it. No, I, I get that. But I'm saying from like from the WWE point of view, it's like this match, it wasn't about the match. It was about the LA Knight exposure because the longer he's on camera, the more people are bought in, the more people are watching and he's clearly gotten over with the crowd. So you're going to give them whatever opportunity you can to have LA Knight on TV. And this was just kind of their way of doing it without putting him in a traditional promo in front of the audience. Sure he still could have made his same points in three minutes. Like it's cool that he's on commentary for an extra four minutes or whatever, but they could have, they could have proved the same point with four less minutes. It would have been fine. You give those four minutes to the women. Is that going to satisfy everybody? Probably not. People are going to always just nitpick, complain about stuff. That's the the way of the internet. Um, But I, I do think that, that is one thing they could have changed. They could have take, taken time off of that match and given that to the the women's tag team match to, one, establish that Chelsea and Piper are not this well-oiled tag team just yet, and two, make Katana and Caden like a little bit credible. They have been teaming a while. Like when you lose in 90 seconds, you're basically telling me this this team ain't that important. And that's, again, largely what they're saying with Candice LeRae because she lost in 90 seconds as well. And do we want better for Candice? Yes, I would like better for Candice. The story is Rhea. The story is Rhea being dominant. Candice is just fodder for the sake of fodder. And I understand a lot of fans want better for a lot of these women and everything. And I, I get that. Right now, Candice's role is to just go out there and lose in 90 seconds. And maybe at some point she will get more of an opportunity right now. That's where she's at. When, when we're talking about the women's tag team division or lack thereof, it's probably more important to actually establish that some of these teams have a fighting chance instead of whatever they're doing with, uh, with the division as a whole, because most of these teams are makeshift thrown together teams. And the champions are, were put together uh, two weeks ago. And I understand that was circumstances, but even Chelsea and Sonya were, weren't put together that long ago. Um, so it's probably better to establish cha- or challengers and just teams that, that can be credible than instead of beating your established teams in 90 seconds. But the story is Chelsea and Piper and them being great and hilarious and awesome. And the stuff that they did with the uh, with the tag t- title belts, trying to relieve them of the the ghosts or the the spirits, was really funny stuff. And I, I do recommend people finding that. I think they put it on uh, on their TikToks, or at least it's on it's their- on TikTok, but it's also on Twitter. 
yeah, you'll find it anywhere you look for it. And and apparently Piper was like, that's not even the like the extremes to which I went, and there's more to it. So I do want to hit the super chat, and then Charlie's going to join us from Russell Purist to talk about All In and uh, a whole slew of UK stuff. Uh, Will Chisholm sends us a super chat saying, just showing y'all some love. Is it me, or has NXT gotten better, at least in the ring? Jeremy, I don't know how much of NXT last night you got to see because you were at the show. That's fine. You'll catch up on Heatwave, I know. But I'll tell you this much. Yeah, the in-ring product continues to get better, and it continues to get uh, more fun to watch. I think the stuff with uh, with this, this, the Chisholm, the Chisholm, my, my, my group, uh, is hokey as hell. I think that whatever they did with Ava and the trees and who's behind you, these guys saved you. It was not good. Uh, and then they did the parade of challengers too. But the match between Wesley and Mello was great stuff. Braun is also looking good as a heel right now. Uh, what, are you, what are you thinking? I, I, I didn't watch the show last night. I've not seen it yet. General, uh, general. Because, oh, in general, like I think NXT has gotten better because they found the balance between like the 2.0 stuff, which was heavy on the characters and not so heavy on the wrestling and the black and gold stuff, which was very heavy on the wrestling. They found a nice little balance there of, of getting, Hey, we have characters and we also have just great in ring matches. So I, I got no problem with NXT. Joel, did you see this? Um, real quickly, I don't want to keep uh, Charlie waiting. Did you see that, uh, Joe Gacy said that like him and Ava were pitching this cult idea before 2.0. They had plans to work together before 2.0. That was September 2021. And then October 22, uh, Ava became part of, of Schism. So this was apparently a long-term plan that Ava and Joe, Joe, Joe Gacy, sorry, not Joel Gacy. No, it was uh, me. It was me. It's fine. You saw, you saw. I was on out of character with Ryan Satin. Ryan Satin saw the tweet. He liked it. He knew that I was on the show, wanted to thank me for my time. And that was what happened. We pitched the idea to with Ava and they said, yes, we'll do it. But soon, not right now. Ava, you're not ready yet. Yeah. A year later. I just think it's crazy that this is an idea they, they had banked for a year to put Ava. You got to remember this group. Ava was also injured for a long time. Yeah her leg was messed up for a while. So she didn't come back and then they put it right together. But also like she hadn't had a match yet. There was, there were a lot of things that kind of went into play. It wasn't just like we pitched it and they said, wait on it. There was, there were some things going on that like had to change up before we brought them in. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. Joe, Joe Gacy said that like, because things just kind of got shifted with the rebrand to 2.0, that kind of put it by the wayside as well. My more thing is, you know, when Ava, joined and made her television debut was part of schism everyone was like oh how does this fit that i don't know about this like i think people rock's daughter expected something much different for her this was clearly a thing that she wanted to do with joe gacy for over a year that's what more stunned me i mean it's smart because joe gacy's been around for a long time and has a very good uh acumen for wrestling and for storytelling so I, I get it. Listen, it's smart. It's smart business. And speaking of smart business, let's bring on our next guest from Russell Purist. She, listen, she is their their tag team expert. We have tag team experts too, but I think we'll we'll talk about some tag team wrestling and some other stuff too. But Charlie now joins us from Russell Purist. Hello. How are you, Charlie? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Thank you for joining us. This doing morning. well. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you. So, uh, what's the what's the feeling? You're over in the UK. You're getting ready for mm-hmm. all in, and of course, RevPro is also running a big show. There's a ton of stuff going yes. on. What's the uh, the general feeling amongst the wrestling fans over in the UK coming into All In Weekend? 
there's a lot of excitement about like at the moment because I live quite close to London you can't really go anywhere without like seeing advertisements for it or even just hearing people talk about it and like getting ready for the weekend so it's an exciting time over here people are like really ready for it now so I w- I did want to ask about just the overall general feeling and mm-hmm. how much advertisement there is Zarian mentioned that like it seems like they're going big I've seen I've honestly seen some complaints of like okay they're doing like billboards and stuff but they could be doing more w- with everything, but you, you're saying that like it's it's pretty good as far as the marketing out there. Oh yeah, like I went. They did like all those uh, projections. Like I went to a couple of those in London the other day. That was really cool. And you can't go anywhere on like the train systems in London without seeing advertisements for it. And that's been the way since like June now. So they've been doing a lot for it. Jeremy, continue, please. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry, I was I, I was dealing with something over here. <laughs> oh, apologies. Um, well, that, that's good. That's good to hear that you being there, being ground level there, they are mm-hmm. doing well with, with the marketing and everything. All right. So when they announced this, I believe the announcement was way back in April. What were your yes. thoughts on the initial announcement? Like, wait, they're coming to Wembley. What were your initial expectations for this? Um, I was expecting like, when I first caught wind of like the UK show because of like we had heard that they were like planning it and it was coming soon and that um I was expecting Wembley Arena and then I heard prior to announcement that it was Wembley Stadium I was just like there's no way that's true like and then it got confirmed on the dynamite and I was just like that's insane and I thought they were I thought like yeah they'll get like 55k in there like that will be a really good number that's probably what about what they're shooting for and then like all the sign up numbers came out and it became this thing of oh wow they're gonna do an insane show here and I honestly think like I know the card is something that people debate all the time but I'm genuinely really happy with it I think it's really exciting and I love the fact that they've tied in so much to the original all in because like for fans like me I've been watching like I've been following the elite since like 2013 2014 so like seeing like them make so many references to the original all in it's been really cool like all the build up to it is there a match on the card that you are like specifically looking forward to out of all of them oh it's young bucks versus ftr like <laughs> that was like the one match i was just like if this doesn't happen on this card i'm gonna be so upset because there was the rumors of the dark order match and i was just like yeah, it'll be good, but it's not a Wembley match. And then they pivoted and it became Bucks FTR. And I'm really excited for that one. What are your thoughts on Stadium Stampede? Because we were discussing it earlier, like how they were going to pull this off because previous Stadium Stampede had no fans in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Now it's we got 80,000 in a stadium. What do you think they're going to do with this match? I have no idea. Because I've been in Wembley Stadium, like they've they've got a lot of like ground they can work with. Obviously, it's a massive stadium, but I have no idea how they're gonna do it with all the fans there. And I'm interested because I have floor tickets, so like where I'm sat, there is like a huge chance that something's gonna happen nearby us. So I'm like really interested to see what does happen. But there's gonna be so many references to like English sports, to like football and cricket. I reckon so. It's it's good. I think it's gonna be funny to watch it happen but i do also anticipate watching a lot of it on the screen as well what do you think the over under is on a uh, double decker bus uh, a, a taxi <laughs> and <laughs> maybe some maybe some some bobbies and tall hats and all that stuff what do you mm. think 
Oh, there's definitely going to be something with, like, the Royal Guards. They're going to do something with that. Like, I don't doubt that, like, the setup for the show and, like, references in Stadium Stampede and other matches, like, there's going to be so much that's just, like, so inherently British. Like, you just can't escape it. You're in smack bang in the middle of London. It's going to happen. Who do you think they have as the, the mystery partners for Blackpool Combat Club? Ooh. Well, obviously, there's, it's been reported now that Ray Phoenix probably isn't going to be travelling. So I don't think they replace Ray Phoenix. I think it's just going to end up being a five-on-five five and probably Pride and Powerful is my guess. That yeah, for a while. Be. Yeah, we were talking for a while. It was When it was six-on-six, six, we talked about Zack Sabre Jr. and Proud and Powerful. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess maybe not ZSJ. Or you bring in Zack for a different appearance, if anything. Uh, he's going to be appearing at the uh, the RevPro Copper Box show. Are you, yes. are you also planning to be there? I will be there. Yes, I Talk will be you. at that show. Yeah, tell, tell us. Oh, about I, I'm so excited for that one. I think the biggest match on that card for me personally is Katsuyori Shibata and El Fantasmo against David Finley and Gabriel Kidd. That is one of their big matches on that one. Um, what else is happening on that card? Will Ospreay's fighting Shingo, and that's going to be main event in. Um, Zack Sabre Jr.'s got a match against Ricky Knight Jr., which is really cool because obviously RKJ is uh, related to Soraya. So that's another big marquee thing for that family this weekend. Um, but yeah, the card overall, like, it's really well put together. The guy who runs it, Andy Q, he's like smashed out of the park with this. Are you excited? Mickey James, Mickey James is also on the card. Oh, yes, sorry. Mickey James is on the card. She's wrestling yeah. uh, Alex Windsor and Hyan. So that'll be a fun match. Hyan's been on this show, so clearly she has to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I would love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are you excited to see Chris Jericho two nights in a row? Because uh, he'll be. He'll He's be so pulling up to it. <laughs> <laughs> He's so going to appear at Pro because Will Ospreay's main event in the show. So, what are uh, your thoughts on Soraya potentially winning in at All In? And do you Ooh. go big moment, good moment for her, or kind of still focused on the story? Because to me personally, I don't think it's time to take the belt off of Sheeta this quickly i love shida and i really don't want her to win the belt i I really don't want her to lose the belt even i think it'd be a cool moment for soraya obviously and she's gonna get that hometown pop but i think tony's like overestimating how much british wrestling fans are actually invested in soraya if it was jamie hater in this position absolutely do it like you have to do that but british wrestling fans aren't as big on soraya as like the u.s perception may think because She's just, she did like she went to WWE and that was like really cool to see for her and that and like I'm happy for her that like she's gotten to come back and she's getting to do this big Wembley show. But I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just the people that I'm friends with and I have the wrong perception. But yeah, I don't think Soraya winning would be the greatest moment in Wembley. Okay, I'm willing to take that. That's what I said too. So it's good to know. <laughs> I'm glad it's are on my side here. Is what I'm excited mm-hmm. here. So okay, let's let's shift a little bit. You're let's say you're around Wembley Stadium. You're looking for something to eat before the show. Where uh, where should people go in your opinion? Oh, well, that's so hard because there's so much around that area. Like as you're walking up to Wembley Stadium, they have like food vendors. Like because there's a train station here and Wembley Stadium's here. And then there's just loads of food carts on either side of the walkway. So you can get food literally like just outside of Wembley Stadium. But I don't I don't know. It depends what you're looking for, really. Like if you're looking for a British staple, just find a Greg's and go get a sausage roll and like a steak bake. 
easy peasy. So <laughs> London yeah. got somewhere. <laughs> oh, it has. It does. <laughs> Although we were told by uh, by Alistair McGeorge from Metro UK that apparently the the rail strike hits the the stops in front of Wembley this weekend. Ooh, I don't. I don't think that affects the Sunday though. It's just on the no? Saturday. Okay, that's good to know. Now we can uh, now we can call yes. a big old liar for telling us that's going to affect all. As far as I'm aware, anyways, I haven't checked it that recently. So, so what if you're going to pick up some food on the way there? What would you typically get? Oh, I would not eat like at the actual venue because all the food around there is going to be really expensive, especially oh. with like a massive show on. But I'll probably order just like McDonald's to my hotel before I go over. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely the the way to to do it um mm-hmm. what's the difference in the the buzz i know one show is much bigger than the other but the buzz for all in compared to wb money in the bank which was still a, a big show at, at the o2 mm-hmm. well what's the difference in the overall buzz uh between the two shows um i think money in the bank people were excited for it just because of wwe it's always like the bigger names so but like AEW have been promoting over here for a lot longer than people realize. So they have done a lot to like garner that buzz and like create the excitement for it. But with Money in the Bank, I think because it was like a gimmick pay-per-view, that kind of helped WWE in that respect. But um, yeah, with All In, people are just like, there's a little bit, I feel like now that we're closer, the excitement's like more evident just because it is at Wembley Stadium. So people are just like, oh my god, a wrestling show running in Wembley Stadium, that hasn't happened in over 30 years. So, like, every, like, person that I talk to from, like, an older generation, they're just like, well, I remember when WWE were there and they did the SummerSlam show. Is it going to be the same sort of thing? And I'm just like, I I don't know. I haven't been yet. (laughs) You were at at Forbidden Door in Toronto. And that's where we met uh, after the the, the 30-hour-long press conference. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, we we talked a little bit about merchandise and and how mm-hmm. that's something that AEW has kind of struggled with uh, with the last few pay per views and really the last shows that they've been doing. Uh, do you have any expectation for better merch or at least just more merch arriving ahead of All In? Is there anything that you're specifically looking for if you're a fan going to buy some merchandise at the mm-hmm. show? Well, Tony said that they're they're bringing over plenty of merch and there's going to be several merch stores in the area, according to Wembley, like on their little. FAQ that they've released that there's going to be a couple of stands like in the actual stadium then I believe they said that like outside the stadium as well there's going to be a couple of areas to buy merch don't quote me on that I have to double check that with the actual website but I believe that's what I read um I have no expectations for it because I just expect the Union Jack to be on everything and that's not really my style so (laughs) it will it will be cool like if they do like the I was there shirt put the Union Jack on that but everything else you don't need it like British people aren't patriotic in the slightest because it's not just people from England or like Britain, like people from Scotland and Wales, they don't want that flag on everything. And then people that are flying from internationally, like they might see the novelty in it, but you don't need it on like every piece of merch. That's where I stand with it. And I've been talking about it on Twitter for months and months now. So hopefully someone saw that. I was just like, yeah, we should probably like listen to someone that's from the area. <laughs> What if they just had a bunch of different flags uh, for the, the, you know, the AEW logo and then they got the, the Scottish flag and I'm, look, I'm cool. American. I'm very bad with 
all the different countries. If you're not American, mm. you're just, everybody's European to me. Um, <laughs> I'm one of those people, but yeah, just have a, have a bunch of different flags on there. That way you can pick and choose because from what I have heard is like, obviously it's going to be a big travel destination event, mm-hmm. but like getting there for all kind of surrounding countries is pretty easy. So you are going to yeah. have like an influx from, from just surrounding countries there. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool if they did like a lot of different flags, like especially like for the four like countries that do make up the UK. So like doing one for England, Wales, Scotland and Ireland specifically, but would be really cool. But it's like, are they going to, I don't know what to expect because I saw the merch at Forbidden Door and like there was some cool stuff, but there was not a lot of selection. So it's just like, are they going to go all out for all in? I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. They've announced a, a press junket for Friday. Are you going to be in attendance for that? Ooh, I did not know this, actually. I I am free on Friday, so I kept my Friday free just in case. So, do, you have, camera, do you have a camera and a microphone? I sure do. I, I think we have someone to put you in contact with. Uh, and, and awesome. Also, is, there a, uh, is there a press conference? Do they announce that there's a press uh, conference? There's a media scrum after, yes. There's yeah, after got, they they always do they always media do scrum. You, you plan to be yeah. there. You plan to be there. Of yes, I've already got all my media credentials for that sorted. Will you be asking Tony Khan when he'll start giving us a bottle of water before each press conference? So that we don't. <laughs> have I'll put it in my question list. I've I've got a few written down ready for it. <laughs> this one from JoelPearlFevel.com. Uh, yes. <laughs> did, did the media get water? I'm telling you, they should hold that media, the the media scrum, just in the middle of the stadium. Just have everybody come to come sit ringside and, and everything, and just have it in the middle of the stadium instead of a backstage area. So and keep cool. the and keep the fans there because if CM Ooh. Punk's part of that, he's gonna <laughs> CM Punk's gonna say some stuff. This is the real pay per view to me. This media mm-hmm. scrum. With, with this everybody. is where the money's at. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, when it comes to the media scrum, we've had a lot of people who have done these scrums. What is your approach with that? Because we've had rest, some wrestlers will kind of stick it kayfabe and everything. WWE, some wrestlers are, will certainly stick to kayfabe a little bit more. Tony's very open and honest with, with his answers mm-hmm. and sometimes too open and honest with how long the answers go on. But what is your approach when it comes to asking wrestlers and Tony Khan questions in these media scrums? Well, I've only done one before, so this is only going to be my second one. So I'm still like trying to figure out what my approach is. But I try to think of questions that aren't necessarily like the obvious ones, because I I feel like you go into a media scrum after a pay-per-view. There's immediately like something that everyone wants to know the answer to. So I try to ask like the the ones that people think about less and like maybe don't think about in the moment. So I just want my I just want my questions to like be meaningful in the moment and to like be asked in a way that I'll actually get an answer to what I'm asking and not just uh, watch Dynamite on Wednesday sort of thing. So, <laughs> And that's the toughest thing when it comes to Tony because I, I messaged Bill Pritchard yesterday after he asked, uh, mm-hmm. do you expect any changes to the all-in card? And Tony gave about a 40-minute answer on this. Yes. And I, I messaged Bill. I was like, you know better than to ask about the card because he's going to give you mm-hmm. the history of the card of every single match yes. i was in that call and like trying to make <laughs> notes for that question because i was like live tweeting it on twitter for 
like on my account and like trying to like keep up with him when he was answering that question. I was like, you are bouncing around between like seven different wrestlers now and half of them aren't even on this card right now. Like what's going on? I got up and made lunch during that call and I can't, or during that that answer. And I came back and he was still going. He finally got Mm -hmm. like an actual answer of like, we're going to have changes. These are not changes. I expected. was like, Oh, that's actually important information in this 20 minute answer. I think John (laughs) Alba called it like the stairway to heaven of a press conference (laughs) answers. But yeah, asking Tony a question can be very tricky because if you give him any opening to promote or to talk about his booking, he's going to take that immediately. Absolutely. Immediately. It's okay though. Everything is interesting sometimes, but like, Sometimes that like, you want to know an answer to something specific and it has nothing to do with the booking, but he still finds a way to get there. And it's honestly quite a skill for him to have. Oh, it is. I mean, he's in full on promoter mode and he's learned. He does so many media interviews nowadays. Mm-hmm. And before he used to not be quite as bad. And now as everything is kind of shifted and AEW has gotten more attention in the other way before everything was, you know, rainbows and sunshines when they first started mm-hmm. out. Now he's gotten like, okay, just promote, promote, promote. And there are certain interviewers who are very well on it on there uh but when it comes to like wrestlers though in asking them questions do you try to take a kayfabe approach there or do you maybe let try to feel it out and see uh maybe how somebody if somebody else asks a question first say okay they're going kayfabe maybe i don't even have a question for them or if they are giving true answers like okay let me try to ask this yeah like I like normally see how they're approaching other people's questions and then I'll either adjust on a fly or just like, I don't have something that's going to be like meaningful to ask right now. So I just kind of leave it. Um, Like with Tony Storm, I knew that she would like be answering like in character. So I was like, all right, so what's next for you? Like what's next for the outcast sort of thing? So I feel like like learning to adjust on the fly has been a big part of doing this media stuff now because I'm very new to this. So it's definitely been a learning experience with the wrestlers as well. Like Brian Danielson, like he's like one of the most interesting people in the media scrums because like he really goes in depth and like answers in a way that can be taken as kayfabe, but also they're genuine answers. He's really good at it. Oh, Tony Storm's my favorite because she does kayfabe everything and gives yeah. one one sentence answers and is like, I got better <laughs> things to do than sit here for three hours for this press conference. Let's go home. So I love mm-hmm. Tony Storm. For Tony that. Storm is all of us. In this case, yes, yes, very much so. <laughs> the trick is to ask Tony questions about money when just, mm-hmm. just money related and like business related questions and hope that he just gives you the number answers or yeah. that tells you that the number it's the contract of a wrestler that that's what he does. So it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing your questions throughout uh, the media mm-hmm. junk. And I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to a really a really good all in show, as I'm sure we all are. Uh, is there anything else that we, that we have to touch on, Jeremy, before we uh, let Charlie go and, and go about her day? I want to wish her well. Have a, have a good time over there uh, at the event. I know you're already over there, but have a good time at the event. I will ask. We we did ask. Uh, you know what you're looking forward to the most and, and everything like that but just your overall feeling about the show now that we are just kind of days away because there has been has been criticism of the build-up and everything like that um but your overall feeling about the show now that we're days away from it yeah i was critical of the build like the beginning of august i was just like why do we know nothing about this show yet other than like the location and how many tickets have sold 
But now that we're like, what, three, four days away, I'm just ready for it to happen now. I've been so excited for so long and have, haven't had my tickets since like the beginning of May. I'm just like, let, let's get to it now. Like, let, let's see the show. Let's see what's going to happen. And I'm just really excited for the whole weekend. It's going to be a great weekend of wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get out of here, tell everyone where they can find you and how much stuff you're going to be doing this week because it's going to be crazy. Yes. Oh, it's going to be an absolutely crazy week for me. It's already been a crazy week, honestly. Um, but you guys can find me over at WrestlePurists every Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern. We No, it's 11 p.m. British time, so it's 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, we do a Dynamite review over there, and you can find me specifically on Twitter at chx underscore r-l-i-e-x. Thank you so much for joining us, Charlie. Tell tell Thank Joseph you. I said hi um, and yes. wish him well from me. Uh, have fun this weekend and, and good luck with everything. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Enjoy the rest of your show. Cheers, Thanks, Charlie. Thanks for joining Thanks. us. There we go. Charlie yep. from Russell Pierce. She's great. I like her. First time I've uh, interacted with her. So that was, uh, that was very fun. So I met her when I was stuck with Kate at uh, Forbidden Door in Toronto. And, and Kate was like, oh, I got to see Charlie from WrestlePurist. And, and I didn't know Charlie at the time. And then we met and she's a lovely, lovely woman. And uh, she was there. I think she was there with her brother, uh, who's a big wrestling fan. So we were all just chatting for a bit. And yeah, just lovely, lovely person, really smart and uh, really engaged with wrestling. So the, uh, the moment that I had the opportunity, I was like, oh, we should probably bring Charlie on to talk about uh, All In because it's a, it's a big show. She's been very vocal about her uh, excitement and expectations for that, along with the Rev Pro show copper box uh and that's a big show itself you know that's an eleven thousand seat venue and they are if not sold out very very close to it with a lot of really great talent on the show so i'm looking forward to that yeah it's uh the rev pro show should be should be really fun i know people can watch it on like rev pro on demand uh, i wish they'd do a better job of like posting like highlights and stuff because i do a lot of rev pro results and there's not a lot of they don't put out a lot of like media stuff and i think they can do better on on that to get people just more more buzz going for for some of their shows especially when they got such a big show this weekend you you want as much buzz as possible off of this stuff so that's my uh criticism of of rev pro i'd like to see more media from from these shows there you go andy answer your texts that's right your texts involve putting more rev pro content live and available for us here in the uh in the north american side of the hemispheres okay Okay, uh, let's. Let, I want to hop back into what we were talking about with NXT uh, because we did get a, a super chat from Will Chisholm just a follow up from his last one about NXT. He said, "Is it me or are they teasing Tiffany Stratton versus Becky Lynch at No Mercy because you kept name dropping her?" I do believe Roxanne will win the four way. So let me set this up real quick for Jeremy uh, because unfortunately he hasn't watched it yet, but. Uh, Tiffany Stratton comes out, cuts her promo, and she mentions the best NXT women's champions of the past. She mentions Becky Lynch. Everybody jumps on it. And then they actually cut to a promo after they announced that there was – they did the Parade of Champions promo, as they always do. And then they go to the back, and Mackenzie Mitchell's talking with Tiffany, and she's like, my mansions are blowing up. Yeah, I know that Becky's not a former champion. LOL, she sucks. And then Becky tweets out, oh, maybe I should go after the NXT women's championship. Do you think that this is a possibility for No Mercy? This is a, it's a big deal if they do it. So I did see Becky's response and I, I saw that was a big, big thing when it, when it came to, you know, Becky basically just responding, Hey, this is what we're doing. Um, or, you know, I haven't won the title yet. Obviously Becky's going to typically make headlines when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like if they 
don't set it up, they probably should now. Like if it wasn't a plan, they should probably figure out a way to make it a plan. Um, you know, if, if Tiffany just mentioned Becky by accident and then Becky, as, as she does, is going to jump on this stuff, uh, called her out on it. Again, if it wasn't a plan, they should definitely make it part of the plan. Um, and they should, yeah, do it, do it at no mercy. Um, and I don't know how you book that. You probably don't want Becky taking a, a loss, especially if she's on track to, to face Rhea. I don't, you probably don't want to do Becky winning the NXT title. Although maybe, maybe you do Becky winning the NXT title. She can, she can then lose it in a, in a three way like Charlotte and never, and then there will be plans to have Charlotte, you know, come back and return all the favors. And then it never happens. Becky winning the NXT women's championship tells me, they really want a big increase for their TV deal on the NXT side of things. And putting Becky on Tuesday nights is a great way to show the world, hey, look at our ratings. They went through the roof. And that's because Becky Lynch is there. I don't hate it. I would actually, I would love to see it because Tiffany Stratton has just had this amazing rise in not only quality of match, but also just like presentation they've done so much with her and she's she she's not perfect but she hits it out of the park more often than not and i would love to see her take on a talent like becky lynch she could beat becky and and it would just be the story is you could never win this one this is the one that you don't win this is the one title you don't win she gets screwed out of it somehow i'm like that you can't have a clean win unless it just happens that on that day she's the better you know tiffany stratton's the better wrestler don't know if they want to do that or make something out of tiffany stratton that way but again, there is there's room for it. Uh, or you have like the Cavender twins come in and join the the Tiffany Stratton party. I wouldn't hate that either. I, yeah, that makes some sense. Um, as far as Becky on NXT to boost the rate, I mean, they're doing that now. Dom's on there. Rhea's on there. They obviously got a lot of faith in Judgment Day. They, they're anchoring Raw every single week. Um, and the, the the viewership has been good. For, for NXT, it's consistently kind of been over 700,000. I think it might have dipped last week, um, but it's been pretty consistent. I expected to raise back up a little bit last night because of, of Heat Wave. Uh, and that was a big show that they'd been building to. And Dominic and, and Rhea were on that show, teaming on that show. So putting Becky down there, it would not be super out of the ordinary. Seth, Seth has defended his title on that show. So they want to establish that people can kind of come and go in NXT. And part of that is because like, Hey, let's, let's kind of do multiple things with multiple people. And the other part of that is let's boost the NXT viewership. Let's boost the NXT visibility. Let's boost the NXT contract when, when that whole thing is up. So yeah, I could, I could see again, if it was not part of the plan, if this was not, Hey, we're setting up a Becky and Tiffany match it should be part of the plan now and they should figure out a way, however they're going to book it. They should figure out a way to, to make it happen because that's a pretty big tease. And Becky certainly likes to follow through on stuff. This is a really interesting thing that was just brought up to me in the chat for world saying that, uh, so AW is doing title Tuesday and that's October 10th. They're going to be running, uh, independence, Missouri, and that's going to be a live dynamite on Tuesday. So that will be a head to head show for AW and NXT. Becky versus Tiffany Stratton in the main event of that NXT show. Yeah, that would probably get some ratings going. You have to build for almost two months or a month and a half at least. But like that would be a pretty good way. Or at least if Becky wins the NXT Women's Championship, that's a pretty good way to at least uh, counter. 
they're putting Cody on that NXT show. Oh, you think so? Put him in a ladder match for like the North American Championship. <laughs> I love it. They're gonna put Cody on that show. I, I maybe he is. Uh, maybe he just cuts a promo. Maybe he does do a match. I don't know. Maybe he faces Carmelo. You know, like could be. Uh, they're gonna put Cody on that NXT show though. I oh oh they oh I hope they do too. I've worked myself into a shoot on Cody being on this uh, October 10th NXT show. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if NXT wins that night and Cody Rhodes is the reason why? That's all I want. I want the chaos. I'm here for the chaos, baby. I kind of love it. I would love to see this. Oh, my goodness. There's There's just a really cool opportunity there. So if they do run that October... I could see it, but but yeah, Becky, Becky and Tiffany at No Mercy because they're gonna have to do something in No Mercy as well, right? They're gonna have to run a big match for that show because uh, it's gonna be their next big PLE, their next big live event, and uh, they'll want to fill that. Are they doing Kia Forum? No, no, they're running a different venue. They're running no, a big venue though. They're not running Kia Forum. You're they're right. Running... They're, they're running NorCal, aren't they? I don't even know if that's correct, Joel. They're um... in Bakersfield, I think. They are running, yeah, they're in Baker Mechanics yeah. Arena. Yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. Where is Bakersfield? I don't know. It's kind of SoCal. It's inland SoCal. Within I'll three, take your word for it. There we go. I'm looking okay. up things on the internet. Wes Lovell says, uh, do you think Cody would agree to go head-to-head? I think there's part of Cody that would agree. I know he's playing niceties of like, ah, oh, yeah, the elite love those guys. And, you know, we're all friends and they are like, I have no doubt about that. I think there's a part of Cody that also wants to be like, you know what? Yeah, he's going to, he's going to come in there. What's a, what's a good bit. He's going to shoot the, the Cody bucks, the Cody coins. Can, can, can we do something like that instead of the, the, the bucks bucks? Uh, we, we do something, we do something like that with, with Cody. Uh, you can do Okada coin drop Cody coin and then go, go from there. Can't smash a throne. Uh, you know, that's a, what can you do to, to take, take a shot at, at Tony? Um, he literally so- shoots a buck live on the air. <laughs> oh, yeah. He'll rebuild the throne on, on the next just brick by brick that's his yeah. two hours just like remember the revolution ladder match where he's like they're still facing he's in the, the tunnel but he's not in the match because he's injured they're just gonna have the cody cam where he's at the entryway just putting bricks together rebuilding the stupid throne that's gonna be cody for two hours on nxt ah uh, he should be just like the host of that show and then he's just oh, there yeah. the entire time like you know, a big dusty thing to, to, you know, as the reason for him to be do the dusty the cup, do the dusty cup and bring back the finals at title Tuesday or like the dusty cup runs for one night only. It's a big event for the next two hours on the show. Nah, I don't think they'll, they'll do. No, they won't do a whole night of it, but they might do the dusty cup and bring it back for October. Do either the announcement for it or do the, the finals for it. They'll announce it at no mercy. And then it builds for a month. Not even it would be it would be two two three weeks because it's the end of the month for uh, end of September for for No Mercy. Yeah, so it would work. Dude, Cody's gonna wrestle. Cody's gonna wrestle on that show. He's gonna go through a damn flaming table in the performance center. Cody doesn't give a fuck. That's why I love Cody. It's gonna be he Cody does. versus Keith Lee. It's what it's gonna be. 
he's gonna do barbed wire shit in the performance center like he just does not care he, he said it uh he said in the interview we did with um robbie fox where he was talking about the uh the flaming table spot he's like i was just doing anything i could to like be must see tv like hey i'm wrestling now don't change the channel like you never know what's gonna happen he's gonna he's gonna take that same approach with nxt in front of 150 whatever however many people they get at the performance center i think it's like less than that but in front of front of 100 fans just flaming table barbed wire glass tax cody does not care bring bring back deathmatch joe gacy kidding me oh there we go go. yes i'll have my brother go and beat up uh cody rhodes for an hour my alter (laughs) ego uh yeah, well, I saw. Well, I was trying to think of who the who the Jags rivals are as well, and the Jags have been so irrelevant for so long that like they didn't really create a rival. I guess now it's um I forgot who they came back against. Uh, the Chargers. They beat the Chargers in the playoffs. I guess that's now kind of a rivalry. That big comeback. So maybe them. Oh, I love this super chat. Chi Towns says they teased the stacks and Ariana Grace romance angle in the opener. I need a Santino <laughs> stack sit down like Michael Corleone with Apollonia's dad. <laughs> I, love. I do love that. You know what? So, I mean, Santino is still very much involved with Impact for whatever reason, but uh, the Ariana Grace, I was, I was actually surprised to see her back. She apparently uh, did the, uh, the Miss Canada. She was trying to uh, get into the Miss Universe qualifier. She top she was in the top 20 for miss canada so uh, yeah. good for her man while rehabbing while doing everything with wwe that that's impressive stuff man ariana grace was starting to show some uh some promise before she unfortunately got injured but it was nice to see her in the open last night for uh for heat wave and you know what if they do stacks and ariana grace either a love angle or at least she joins the family i don't hate it obnoxious ariana grace putting on an accent Feels a little too close to the tree, the apple falling a little for not too far from the tree, but I wouldn't hate it at all. Yeah, Santino has said that if he comes back to WWE, it would be to work with Ariana, his daughter. So it makes sense to get him get him back in the fold through this. And like that's just easy comedy, right? Santino playing this is uh overbearing. He's- Godfather. Yeah. That's he, just is, easy he is. Oh my God. Could you imagine if they do the, the dawn of NXT has to speak to the Godfather and he sits down and it's Santino with a stupid voice doing the bit. It's just like, ah, you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. And the, oh God, it's so, it's so perfect that I hate it. Let's do it. Meanwhile, everyone's like, NXT is great. <laughs> the, the matches are fantastic. This is the storytelling that anchors the amazement of NXT. I tell you about it. Oh, God. Let's bring that in. The family needs a third member. It's perfect. Oh, I'm for God. it. Look, I'm for it. Uh, Will just imagine in that Cody wrestling on NXT somehow feels right. It, it does. It sounds right. It would be fun. I think, honestly, like, I wouldn't hate having Cody show up on NXT. I think he would do it in a heartbeat. If it means that he quote you know uh, does his his head of the company BS, he's doing it for the team, taking one for the team, working on Tuesday. I think he'd do it in a second. I think like he he has a high respect for Carmelo Hayes. I don't know if Cody wants to take an L just on NXT television, but I do think he could work something with Carmelo Hayes there, and maybe Cody is willing to take that L adversity. He loses to Carmelo Hayes on NXT TV. Cody versus Braun Breaker. 
Yeah, he, he beat Braun. I feel like he might lose to Carmelo. Just put the NXT title on Cody. He wants to make all the towns show up uh, to Orlando every Tuesday. And work, work Melbourne, Florida every Saturday night instead of a yeah. super show out in like New York City. Yeah, there you go. He's going to get on the Cody plane. He's, he's going to get the Cody copter and he's going to go from Florida to New York. He'll make it just on time. He'll be, he'll be like Logan Paul at SummerSlam. You know, start the show one place, go across the universe just to go see himself work the main event that night. Yeah. I'm into it. The NXT title suddenly becomes the home opener for every single WWE <laughs> show. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of the home opener, let's talk about Raw from Monday. Uh, the the one thing that I did want to hit on was the Chad Gable stuff. Uh, Gable and Gunter had a pretty good Intercontinental Championship match. I hated the way that they had Gable get in the ring after he got the count out victory and everyone's been uh, equating it to Lex Luger, not winning the championship while celebrating as if he won the WWF championship. There's, there's a little bit of stake to that. It's kind of stupid baby face. In my opinion, I think they're going to run this back at payback. You and I have already talked about it happening and they did it exactly the same way that I said, I don't want it to happen. And that is with the count out finish in another match to set up another match. Uh, what do you think of this whole thing? What are we doing with Chad Gable and Gunter after payback? And the match, the match was great as you, as you would expect from these two, and they set it up the way I kind of thought they they would set it up in the fact that we didn't get a finish, and they're going to do the rematch at Payback. I think my idea was better, but I think all my ideas are great, so that's not a surprise. Um, now they did a count out. I understand you didn't you, obviously Gunther. You don't want him to lose, um, so you do you just do a count out and do the rematch Gable like celebrating. I would have liked for Gable instead to be like, no, 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 let's keep the match going. Like it's like, I want to keep this match going. And then even Gable can, can say like in the, the next week, just be like, you could have gotten in the ring type of thing. You could, you could have asked for the match to be restarted. And like you instead just walked away. Instead, you just laid out there. Like you, you're scared type of thing. Like do something like that. Instead it was, Oh, count out Gable celebrates like he's, you know, won the title and everything. And then that's, that's the end of it. They'll set up the, the rematch, I assume for payback. It just felt like it could have been done to protect both men a little bit more and make both men look a little bit more credible coming out of the way they actually did this finish. If they were going to do the count out finish, which they didn't have to do, but if they were going to do the count out finish, I think the aftermath should have been a little bit better. And maybe we'll see some aftermath play out uh, on, on this upcoming Monday, as far as Gable's comments. Yeah. They, they've got to play it up in a way that Gable kind of says, yes, I got caught up in the moment. I know I didn't win, but it means that I can win. And that means that I can face you again and they can do, I don't know what I think there maybe is a gimmick to do with this match. Would you do just a one-on-one rematch at payback or would you make it a, no time limit or a, a 30 minute Iron Man match. Is that worth it? Is that going to get the crowd invested to do an Iron Man match? Cause it's usually a little bit longer than people are willing to, to give. Uh, or is there a different match that might make more sense? They're not going to put in a cage. We already got one of those. No, I think you can just do a, a straight up singles match. And then maybe things are just a little bit more relaxed with the, the counts and things and things like that. Or Gable is smart enough to, you know, maybe he's about to win by counting again and he stops the ref's count. Like you kind of call back to, to that. Like, no, or, and then he goes back out and gets Gunther to get him 
back in the ring. So then you just call it back like that. I think you could still get away with a singles match. You just, you call back to the count out spot, but you actually just do a clean finish this time around. I don't think it needs a, a stipulation of any type. I don't mind the idea of an Iron Man match. I just don't know. I don't know how many matches are going to be on payback. Usually they like to keep the, these shows light, but like looking at it, they've set up a lot of stuff for this. I obviously you got Becky and Trish, You've got Seth and Shinsuke. You've got Rhea and Raquel. If you want, and those are just the Raw side of things. You're going to add Gunther and Gable. That's another Raw match. Uh, you could seemingly do something with Judgment Day, Cody, Kevin, Sammy. I don't know if you're going to just run back the six-man that you just did, but you could seemingly do something there. You would think they would have some type of presence on this show. SmackDown's got to have some match, right? Like It can't just be a, a Raw-only card you got to throw something from from smackdown on there la night and miz is that going to be on this show i know that's raw versus smackdown waller and ray they're doing it this uh this friday for the u.s championship have waller get the win on ray cheat to win and then it'll be like look i'm next in line for a title match and then austin theory weasels his way in and it's a three-way yeah you can you can do that um yeah smackdown's got to have some some type of presence on the show i would imagine so it still seems like they have more to add to this card and so doing a 30 minute gunther and, and gable match i don't know if it's gonna you know triple h is big on his timing and he's got to cut matches uh because there's not enough time so doing 30 minutes well maybe you know what maybe smackdown doesn't get anything maybe smackdown is just hey it's fine like we got these are big matches they have, by the way. Like Trish and Becky, Seth and Shinsuke, Rhea Raquel. These are pretty big matches. And then if you're going to do Gable and Gunther, that's four. SmackDown, all right, yeah, you throw them a U.S. title match, but that's also something that can fit on a regular old SmackDown show. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm just thinking of where else, what else on the SmackDown side of things makes sense. The women's title would have to be defended somehow. EO yeah, Sky EO. against... I don't know if you want to ask it that quickly. EO versus Charlotte one-on-one. Yeah, you could do that. I, that's the only scenarios because Bianca just got taken out. So EO and, and Charlotte cut, would definitely fit as a, a one-on-one match. I could, I could potentially see that they got a, we talked about, you know, bloodline kind of being off SmackDown. Um, and it being an opportunity for other people to, to kind of get more TV time and stuff. They gotta, they gotta start establishing this stuff. They gotta, they gotta start maximizing the time for this talent. They gotta start featuring this talent and building them as credible draws for it because it's been so bloodline heavy for so long that now you've got to establish guys further like Waller. Like, I mean, Ray and the LWO are always going to, feel important because Ray's legendary status, but the women got to be more established. Like Charlotte is Charlotte. Bianca is sidelined right now, but damage control been hit and miss over the past year. And now EO's the champion. You got to put more credibility on her. SmackDown has always been because it's been so bloodline heavy bloodline and then everything else and everything else we've been kind of told is not as important as bloodline. Now when bloodline's not part of the show, you got to make the everything else, at least certain acts, feel on the importance of the level, maybe not quite to Bloodline, but certainly on the level that they have on Raw of a Judgment Day, a Cody, a Seth, things like that, because they've established good stuff on Raw. 
Yeah, they have. And and again, going back to what we were talking about before uh, Charlie joined us, one of the more frustrating things about Raw right now is just that as good as the Bloodline story is, trying to in certain ways replicate it with Judgment Day as a faction being dominant, but they're always taking on the same three people in Sammy, KO, and Cody. It's not really giving much right now for fans. They're, they're starting to get bored of it. So I think that as we get a little bit further into the Judgment Day story, we need to start making the focus. They're, they're trying to make the focus right now on the four of them and the JD inclusion and all that, which like it's getting people invested. But now we have to get to the part where they start fighting each other. Because that's clearly what people are with the bloodline. We're more invested in is when they fight each other, not necessarily when they're fighting others. It was there's a way to tell the story without just mirroring what you already did with the bloodline. And with Jimmy coming back, shifting to the bloodline conversation, uh, Jimmy and Solo at payback could be a thing. Uh, I don't think they want to do Jimmy and Jay, you know, right away. Especially because, you know, Jake with WWE, so he's never coming back. He's going to go to Impact. We talked about that. Uh, Instead, what would you do? Would you do Jimmy and and Solo just as a, it's on the card, it's bloodline, have at it, you know, Paul Heyman will be there with Solo? I I wouldn't do Jimmy and Solo this quickly. I don't think, I don't, I don't really think this card needs a bloodline presence. I don't, I think you can burn that a little bit longer. And I know we're only in the bottom third and they've been burning it for a very long time, but I, I don't think this card needs a, needs an actual bloodline presence. That's fair. I can also see them kind of leaning out on that and letting other matches on the card draw because, again, you're putting on a steel cage match. You've got a big Intercontinental Championship match. You've got the world title match with Shinsuke and Seth. That's going to be big because, you know, Shinsuke told Seth, I know your secret and it's uh, your neck, your back. You're not going to finish that one because we're an hour and 45 in. But it involves his crack. Yeah, yeah, I know the song. I know you I know, know the song, Joel. I, I don't because I'm, I don't. <laughs> anyway uh yeah what, what do you think about uh we're going to shift to to aw dynamite in a minute but what do you think of the uh, the world title match that's going to be at payback between shinsuke and seth rollins it's gonna be good i i assume it'll be good seth rollins is very good shinsuke can be hit and miss but for a big match like this and he i expect him to raise his game um for this match against seth typically doesn't miss even against guys who are maybe not having the matches you would hope them to have Seth finds a way to bring out the best in guys and get them to raise their game to a new level. I do worry maybe a little bit that because they're telling this backstory here. um, I do worry that the focus becomes on that and it becomes a more methodical match of like, ah, let me target the back, let me target the back. Limb work, you know, psychology work type of thing. And that and that that doesn't hit with people a lot of times. Um, I, I like a good, you know, limb target match, make make these uh, moves mean something type thing. But sometimes the, the more broader audience doesn't always look at those matches and calls them bangers. So that's my one concern, is that if they try to work it more methodical and fans are expecting it to be more fast paced intense that it might not connect the way that people are hoping it should just have a shinsuke kicking him in the dick i'm i'm for that i'm all for a good dick kick yeah. all for it come on come on shinsuke and uh your your goat's coming back john cena. john cena oh you're your wwe goats oh 
Yeah, we'll talk about him on Friday. We will talk about him on Friday because there's so much going on. There's a double taping tonight for AEW Collision and Dynamite will be taped. Uh, we'll see if CM Punk's there because the Elite are maybe not. I don't know who's there. They did the the, the TK thing at Wembley. They could have done it weeks ago, but uh, they had Kenny Omega at Wembley as well for the, the forever stuff. That wasn't at Wembley. They were at Jacksonville. Were they at Jacksonville? Because I thought yeah. that was doing a whole like, no, is that? Okay, fine, good. Are you talking about the, the video game? Yeah, the video right? game and the all in London stuff. No, they were at Jacksonville for that. I'm fairly certain. I'll go back and rewatch it. I, just, I, saw, I saw Giant Stadium and I thought, oh, okay, they're doing this. No, no. They, uh, yeah, I'm fairly certain they were at Jacksonville. Great, because Punk's in, in the UK then. Perfect. Caden's going to be at the double tapings tonight. Have fun. I know uh, Stephen Jensen's going to be there as well. He's going to tell us all about it. He's going to tell the world on the spotlight about his experience at the double tapings. So yeah. uh, with that in mind, we should probably talk about what's going to be on Dynamite tonight. Whole lot of talking, Jeremy Lambert. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, I am. You're ready? What's that? It's Fighter Fest. Are you ready? It, it is Fighter Fest. It's um, more like Talker Fest. Yeah, that stadium behind Tony Khan is not Wembley Stadium. That's okay, definitely... Great. TIA bank or whatever they call it. Um, well, the elite are, are here because the young bucks are going to do a face-to-face interview with FTR. Uh, yes. So I guess punk is already over in jolly old England or at least on his way. And the elite will be main eventing collision tonight or taping tonight. We'll see. Uh, what do you think? FTR and young bucks have a face-to-face interview. A lot of, a lot of fighting in this fest. Uh, yeah, I will see if uh, the young bucks take the shot that, people expect them to take when it comes to cash wheeler or if they're allowed to take that shot we'll see renee paquette speaks with adam cole renee paquette speaks with aw world champion mjf separately or together uh i hope it's separately i i I would prefer separately and give let them do a hard sell on their matches uh, away from each other and we'll see if like there's a sneak diss in there that the other doesn't know about and then they watch it back and it's like, wait a second, why'd you say that about me in the interview? So I want to see if we get a sneak disc in a separate interview. That's what I want to see. Uh, Jericho and Osprey signed their contract for all in London. Don't know why they don't just do that at the RevPro show that Jericho's going to show up at. <laughs> more, more talking, Jeremy. Are you excited for more talking? But I'm excited for more Mel Coleman art because I'm sure there will be plenty of it. That's fine. Sure. Contract signing. Hooray. Jack Perry retires the FTW championship. More talking and talking fest. Yeah. Just, two okay. cold Scorpio. That's all I want. Just give me two cold Scorpio showing up. Is there anyone else from ECW time that would still be active now and would be good to get in on this? Or do we oh. just bring back hook and it's just going to be hook versus Jack again. And maybe they'll do it at all out. Two cold Scorpio. That's all I want. I know someone asking when did punk save be in London? It's not reported. That's just me saying that the elite are in town to start stuff. That's what's happening. Here. The elite are in town. So we don't know where CM Punk is at the double tapings. Aussie open defend their ROH world tag team championships against the Hardys. Uh, that's a thing. Aussie open getting a chance to put their titles on the line, going into all in, or maybe the Hardys win and they, uh, they, they get MJF and Adam Cole. No, uh, Aussie open wins. What What's going on with the Hardys at this point? They're a tag team in AEW. I don't know. What more information do you want? I don't know. They're, they're, they're a legacy tag team. You'd expect a little bit more. I'm not saying they have to win the, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships tonight, but like, you know, they, 
they're just kind of there being put in this match. What to put over the young guys? That's cool. I just I don't know what the 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 point can, of parties is right now. Okay, can Jeff travel? Can he leave the country? It's a valid point. I, like, I get what you're saying. Listen, I get logistically what we're talking about. I'm more just like if you have the Hardys, and just you know, what 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 are we doing with them? There, let's let's be honest about the Hardys. They they are just sort of a nostalgia act at this point. Their matches are what they are. Um, they they do what they do in these matches. Matt hasn't hit with the AEW audience because he came in with the broken Matt stuff and there were no fans or anything like that. And it was kind of a immediate flop. And then they've tried to do different stuff. Man, remember that bad hangman feud? Oh, that was, yeah. Like contract stuff, all this contract stuff with Ethan Page's contract has gotten muddled and everything. And then, it, you know, Jeff, he screwed up last year. And it, it took away what was reportedly going to be them winning the tag team titles. He's come back. And I completely understand why you wouldn't, why you wouldn't put full faith in them at this point. And I know everybody's saying that things have turned around and I believe them, but it's still tough after this, this many things, uh, after this many opportunities blown. And why are you going to put your full faith in them and i don't think there is full faith in them so that's why that's why they haven't gone too far with the hardys and no offense to matt people care about jeff jeff has always been the act that people have connected with and gotten behind and and matt is just he did well with the broken stuff and impact it didn't hit with AEW. he hasn't really found a great home in AEW as far as like a, a character they've tried with the ethan page stuff but Ethan Page is probably just better off on his own. I think. I think. I do think Matt was good for pri- for private party, but Mark's been out for a long time now, and I don't know when he's coming back. I think Isaiah Cassidy is is good, but they don't have any real plans for him as a singles person. They're just at at where they're at. You know, they're they're at the territory. They're the level that they're at. Could they be doing more? Maybe. But there's a lot of good tag teams in AEW, and I don't know if the Hardys at the current state that they're in should be over some of these tag teams. I mean, I would people like you, like using Jeff Jarrett as, as an example, Jeff Jarrett's the greatest worker of all time. So he knows how to just put himself in a good position. Uh, and then when you talk about sting, sting's got a great alignment with Darby Allen and Darby Allen's always featured on this stuff. So sting, he's well protected and he protects himself well with the, the pairing that he's in and the matches that he's willing to do. The Hardys are just like, eh, just we'll work rampage. Speaking of sting, his, his little son, Darby Allen and Nick Wayne teaming up and take on Swerve Strickland and Air Fox. By the way, the, the Hardy stuff, I think you nailed on the head. I wanted to, I, I just wanted to put it out there because you're having Aussie open face the Hardys. The hope is that there's some sort of rub that comes from this. They're, they get the, the Aussie Open gets the big win. The Hardys, you know, shake their hands maybe, or maybe Aussie Open beats the shit out of them. And you just start it. You start something with, you get Adam Cole and MJF coming out to save the Hardys. Could be that. Who knows? But I just want to put it out there because it's a weird match to be putting on TV a week before All In. That's all. 
They got to book something. <laughs> I don't think they had to book. Look at all the, they booked a whole night of stuff. Uh, Swerve Strickland, AR Fox taking on Darby Allen and Nick Wayne. Darby Allen is center for all in and all out. Got a lot going on. Uh, is this match going to have a definitive in, uh, end or what do you think? Go back to the hardiest thing. I feel like we're spending too much time on this, but uh, they want, I think they want to get Ozzy open a big win on Dynamite heading into the show i know they were on dynamite 200 and and they won that match against vikingo and commander but like the hardys they still got name they still got you know uh there come some cachet with the fans especially the the more non uh the more casual fans like oh jeff hardy matt hardy i recognize those names so ozzy open beats them it looks impressive no matter what state the, the hardys are in i feel like that's the only purpose to this match i don't I'm not trying to read more into it than that. Uh, as far as the, the tag team match, yeah, you don't want anybody taking an L here outside of Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne can take an L, and it feels like Nick Wayne probably just takes an L. I, maybe, see, I feel like Fox and Swerve are losing at the pay-per-view, so you don't want them to like just take an L in this random tag team match, and then they lose at the pay-per-view as well. I could see Darby losing if Fox and... Or, I can see that, yeah, Darby losing if uh, if, if Fox and Swerve are going to win at the pay-per-view, but I don't see them winning at the pay-per-view. What if Sting eats that L at the pay-per-view? Because Tony's been putting a lot of emphasis on Sting being undefeated, and they have, they got plans for Swerve. You know, I, some people being weird on the internet, but like Swerve has been factored into some big stuff since he came into AEW. Maybe this is just one more thing. Swerve can be like, I beat Sting. I am the guy. Why not? Why not work into that? Look, I'm honestly for that. It's a coffin match. He ain't getting pinned or anything. But Redmond kind of has my thought. Like Sting and getting put in a coffin. But that's just, what makes it more impactful if it happens. I agree. I 100 percent agree. I love Swerve. I think and it completely he, breaks him. By the way, Sting becomes full on Joker Sting because that's what we're starting to see little hints of. The coffin is what breaks Sting, and he just goes pure bonkers. I, maybe I, I'm for Sting taking the loss, even if Darby gets put in. The, but then Darby now because Darby's got the TNT title match a week later. That's why I just don't see Sting and Darby losing. I, I don't see Sting taking the L and getting put in a coffin. I don't see Darby getting put in a coffin. It's like, hey, next week you're wrestling for the TNT title. Unless Swerve gets put in that match. I mean, there's ideas to to get around coming. this. Changes are coming, Jeremy. There are yeah. ways. There's ways you can book this, but it just feels like give Sting a big victory in, in this big stadium, which is fine. I'm 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 for that. That's what I expected when this match was announced. Sting gets stuck. Look, you know that that's fine. Like it just feels like Ar Fox gets put in the coffin. Sting and Darby celebrate. Eighty thousand fans go crazy for Sting. This is what it feels like, Sting. We're going to see what happens. I, I, I just have, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised I, if, if Sting was the one put in the coffin and that's the huge oh my God. I would be. That'd I'd be, be very surprised. Uh, 9.23 p.m. Eastern, Sky Blue versus Ruby Soho happens. Um, I assume Ruby wins. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that all four women involved in the all-in match uh, get involved and do stuff and they brawl. Along with Sky Blue, and Ruby this Soho. is a weird match to book. Ruby and Sky Blue. It's like neither of them are on this show this weekend. Got to put something. 
just like the Hardys in a match. Yeah. At least Aussie Open winning has a purpose, though, because they're wrestling, and it's like, oh, cool, good big win going into this. This is just, hey, here's two women who are kind of on opposite ends of a feud wrestling. Maybe Ruby wins the match and afterwards says, I want the TBS title, and I'm going to get it at All Out, even though the All Out TBS title match should involve Chris and Willow and Diamante and Mercedes instead. But The more likely scenario is Ruby wins the match, beats up Sky Blue along with Tony and Soraya. Here comes Sheeta and Britt. And then we set up tune in to All In on Sunday. Fair. We set up a six woman for all for all that. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, the elites take on Juice Robinson and the guns. So the Bucks are doing the sit down interview and they have a trios match. They're teaming with Kenny Omega to take on Juice and the Guns. Hopefully, it'll be better than the tag match from last uh, Wednesday with the Guns and the Bucks. Adding in Kenny, adding in Juice, that'll be fun. Uh, what do you think about this match? I assume this is the main event. Actually, Ass. I don't. I Ass don't. Juice getting the win, baby. <laughs> I don't think they're the main event. I think the main event is actually Moxley and Phoenix because yeah. the rumors are true and Phoenix is getting written out tonight. That is the way to do it by having a big show closing angle. Oh my God, Phoenix can't make it. What do we do? That's uh, that's what I've got. All right. So let's, let's give final predictions here because I assume teams will be announced. Do they replace Phoenix on this team? And if they do with who stadium stampede has traditionally been a five on five match, right? Mm, they I think so. They've announced this one as six on six. I think yeah. they just cut one and just go five on five. You know, you know who should be the replacement, right, Joel? Who? Homicide, baby. <laughs> give me, give me homicide. Eddie Kingston bringing in homicide. That's what we need. <laughs> I think it's proud and powerful, and ZSJ just is not factored in. That's that's very possible. That, that's very possible that that's where they go. Yeah, I don't know who the original three were on the other side. So if it was even Zack Sabre Jr. or if it was Proud and Powerful or Shingo or whoever they decide to go in there. Um, if, if it was, let's say for argument's sake, it was Proud and Powerful and Zack Sabre Jr., it's very easy to just drop Zack from that. I think that sucks because... I think that really sucks if Zach isn't able to do this, but if they announce Zach on a zero hour match, then I will put a lot of money down that he was going to be in stadium stampede. That's my fair. So do they add anything else? Tony said more changes are coming in the FIFA select report and Phoenix um, is likely out of all of the stadium stampede. Do they add anything? They got, they got to fill up zero hour. They usually do like, four matches on that but i don't think zero ever hours ever had a match to to the capacity of aussie open mjf adam cole um so do they add something to zero hour do we get a second women's match on this show probably in the zero hour if they do anything i wish they would put athena on the card even in zero hour would be fine set something up uh if not with athena then with willow and chris for all out going in with the the women's uh, the the tbs title have the the people saying acclaimed house of black that is one that they could do i still think they're going to run acclaimed house of black at all out but set it up at all in so have the claim come out do an appearance and then billy gunn makes the save when house of black tries to take him out easy as that but um yeah i do a do a battle royal of some sorts winner gets uh future opportunity at whatever championship 
the the all Atlantic Championship seems to be the one to go for. And then you build up to what Orange Cassidy versus Ricky Knight Jr. Soraya's brother Zach for for the the title. I I know. I guess he'll be on this. Show. I mean, he was promised, according to Soraya, and even kind of to Tony, that he was, you know, part of something. Uh, whether it gets a dark match or whether he gets a zero hour, it feels like they're gonna do yeah over the budget battle royal. I think they're doing a battle. Uh, I think they're doing a battle battle royal on this show. I they want to get as many people as possible on this show. The easiest way to do that is you do a twenty man battle royal so i think we get that i think that's probably where you get ricky knight and whoever else they just couldn't book in a singles match on this show maybe hobbs and miro to help further their all out, uh all out match like yeah I, I think we're getting a battle royal they might do a mixed battle royal because we gotta get a bunch of women on the show as well two battle royals everybody two battle royals they are battles the royal battles royal yeah, sure. Impact just announced Eddie Edwards and Kazarian in a back-to-school match at Emergence. Back-to-school? They're running an angle right now where they're both the they're both students of Killer Kowalski. Okay, that's yeah. been their thing. And then this past week on, on TV, Frankie was like, I, let's go back to Kowalski's school and we'll have a match one-on-one. And I'm like, great, you can do that. Do it on TV. Don't do it at the pay-per-view and force us to watch on the big screens when you have live audiences there. And they just announced they're going to do the stupid match this Sunday. I want to die. It's good. I, I can't even call that my concession break because the Rebel doesn't have concessions. My brother is going to hate that. Rightfully so. Anyway, that's a, that's it for us. Dynamite is tonight. Collision taped afterwards. Uh, Jeremy is going to be on the spotlight on Thursday with Steven Jensen talking about it. I'm sure of it. Let's plug the rest of it. Uh, that's it. Um, that's all. <laughs> Bye. Follow fight talk underscore on, on the internet and uh, don't follow Jeremy. I am natural Pearl J O L P E A R L. If you haven't already dropped a thumbs up and also, uh, you know, subscribe to the channel content every day, right? Right. Are they doing coexisting this week? Maggie's going to be in the UK. I have, I have no idea. I have no idea. Well, they'll, they'll tell you anyway. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. <laughs> Cheers. Shout out to my wife for joining the show today. Yeah, big moment that was. That's going to be uh, in, in the infamy forever. Good night. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.